Eleven O'Clock Comics, episode two hundred and thirty-eight. <laughs> That's a really cool sound. Basically, the quality of the connection is cool. Like Chris said, it sounds like he's on assignment in, uh, in, in uh, Cairo. He's coming to us from the ass crack of Carl Rove. I love how everyone assumes they know about the football game. <laughs> Get this. You want to hear a good one, Jason? You'll love this. I did, I did not vote for Mitt Romney on the record. And, and, I, and you didn't vote for Barack Obama. That is true. There was a bunch of people in the office today, and like, uh, they sent a message around to certain people. Yay, let's go celebrate Obama's win. And uh, needless to say, the art department did not get invitations. <laughs> Yeah, that see that 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 is baffling to me to use a, a Jasonism, because the art department is usually the most liberal of. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. And, yeah, and you are correct. They are usually the most usually. liberal. It just ha- so happens that our department is <laughs> not. <laughs> huh. right, I'm going to make you jealous right now. Guess what? What I found out I found out today that uh, arriving uh, in a few weeks to my home will be a new MakerBot two. To, wait, 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 wait. To, wow. your, to your home? Your home, yes. bitch. You what suck. You, Why to it? your home? What is it? <laughs> Party at Jason's house. It's the 3D printer, Chris. All right. You know what? We got to talk <laughs> offline because I'm, I'm currently in the midst of writing a proposal to get one at work, and I want to know everything, how fast it is, how much it costs, everything. All right? All right? I'm going to pick your brain just like Jay- I picked David. Well, it's a present, so I don't know if it's like a chance. It's a yeah. present? <laughs> Yeah, it's a gift, but I'll, from, I'll find out the details. Dude, from who? From uh, my boss. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm in the wrong damn line of work. It's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's my uh, my birthday present. I don't I don't think I can do the rest of the episode now. I'm, oh, I'm, you, I'm, you got him, yo. You know, my boss doesn't even fucking got him, yo. That's for my birthday. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, here's a candy bar. Thanks for your service. You get a candy bar? Damn. Yeah, well, it's an old one. It's got hair on it and stuff. Nice. But that's okay. I I, I don't look at like the source. It's like the one from Caddyshack. Don't think we're, we're going to go the whole night without figuring, without revisiting the, the notion that Vince golfs. I do. <laughs> I, I enjoy. Nothing has ever shocked me about you more than you saying you golf. I enjoy I enjoy solo sports, and there aren't many. Golfing. Which episode? I love bowling. Love bowling. I love bowling. Yeah. You love golf. Uh, I can't you stand curl. golf. Bowling. Can't stand bowling. But yeah, but just cur- golf is such an erudite country club snooty sport, and you never once mentioned it ever. And you're like, I golf. That's I'm because like, oh, I I didn't want to wade through the blowback. You know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, where? So how often do you golf? Uh, in the summer, maybe once a month if I can get out. You know what I mean? It's tough okay, now okay. With, the, with the kids being okay. older. But uh, back in the day, yeah, me and my dad used to go all the time. Now the voting is That is cray cray. And I have his clubs, which is one of the reasons why I enjoy playing, because I can oh. play with my daddy's clubs. Wow. Well, I didn't know that th- oh, that's sweet. 
Yeah, are you able to play with like the 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 wooden wedges and that kind of stuff? <laughs> they they got dinosaur bone handles on them. <laughs> All right, let's get this going. Hey, everybody! Eleven o'clock comics, two thirty-eight. I am Vince B. Hi. Yes, you are, and and I'm Christopher Neesman. It's good. We're all back again. Yes. That's yes. Great. Hell and high water. I am David Price. And coming to you from in my embedded spot in Mogadishu, I am Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> now you're much better looking than Wolf. You are Jason Wood, everybody. And this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service. Putting it at the beginning of the episode, right where it belongs, dcbservice.com, where you can get phenomenal discounts on your favorite funny books and collectibles, such as, the new list is up, you can get from Dynamite, the Art of Vampirella, the Warren covers. It's a hardcover. It lists for $39.99. It has scads of gorgeous art in it from the likes of Frank Frazetta, Ken Kelly, San Julian. Oh, it's an amazing, amazing book. And it's only going to cost you 20 bucks. $19.99, round it up. So $19.99, that's 50% off. People, come on. You can also get... The first collected edition of Avatar's Dan the Unharmable, written by David Lapham, art by Rafael Ortiz, cover price 20 bucks, your price $9.99. That's 50% off. Um, and this is not a massive discount, but it is a momentous occasion because Viz finally got around to publishing volume five of the three in one One Piece. Which we've been waiting yeah. for this forever. Uh, cover price is fourteen ninety nine, which is still a bargain for three volumes of one piece. You're actually getting one free, but if you get it through DCBS, it's thirty five percent off. It's only going to cost you nine dollars and seventy four cents. Do it's it. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of straw. It's a lot of straw hats. Is right. Yeah. Uh, so DCBService.com and David. Yes, Vince. What's the code, my brother? The code, my brother, is EOC8. That's right. You know what that code's for? Hi, buddy. Can you go away, please? Oh, snap. Oh, it's our favorite viewer. It is. Uh, if you're a first-time customer, enter that code, EOC8, in the slot, and you will get an extra 8% off your already massively discounted order. It's a no-brainer. DCBService.com. No brains whatsoever. It, it I got, yeah, I got a um, big, big shout out to uh, to the peeps at uh, at DCBS and our buddy Andy Tom. I got my uh, uh, Joe Hubert Tarzan Artist Edition in, and uh, and he helped set me up with that uh, uh, with the nick and, and dent there locally at uh, in Fort Wayne. I got uh, that uh, new new Teen Titans Omnibus Volume Two and uh, Luba. The uh, Gilbert Hernandez oh, uh, Rockets mm -hmm. connection and or uh, collection, not connection, and um, the Metal Men DC Archives Volume One. So I got some awesome, awesome reading to do. That is supposedly difficult to get, and if you can get it, it's expensive. Is that the uh, volume Volume One? Um, one of them is really expensive. I don't. I don't. I, I'll have to look. You know, I know the. Out of the DC archive stuff, and you know, get them, get them now if you can, because they're not going to be printing them anymore. So I'm sure a lot of them are going to go out of print. Uh, it's that third, that third volume of Sergeant Rock. Um, oh, is, maybe I'm it, thinking uh, Doom Patrol. 
Because you were reading Doom Patrol too, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's and I still, I still, I, I need to jump back into it because it's, it's great. But the, the Metal Man stuff is really cool. Oh it's, yeah, I love Platinum. Oh, oh, oh god, she would, she, I would make her rust. That's people need to know Ross Andrew more. Like, yeah, yeah. He can draw. So and good. Uh, I, Andy Tom hooked me up with the Meta Barons uh, Absolute too. In the I know the, the slipcase one. You betcha. Gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah, so now I'm going to sell my individual issues because I have the ultimate yeah. format. They're never going to improve on this. It's really nice. They did yeah. the, the, the humanoids, man, whenever they put something out, it's really nice. Yeah, and jump on it because they don't print the damn things forever. Yeah, they don't. They have limited quantities, and whenever they're done, they're done. So, That's right. Good stuff. So here we uh, go. Uh, Vince, what you drinking, buddy? I'm still working on that case of Oktoberfest. I have about uh, right. three or four bottles left. They will be gone tonight. Oh, woohoo! Yeah. Hey, we're gonna get saucy up in here. You know what? Uh, you'll you'll appreciate this, Christopher. Oh. I was thinking of you. I have lost my taste for the hurricane. Oh, uh, really? Did that ever happen to you? You just lose your taste for a particular yeah, brand sure. of beer. Yes. Uh, sure. the, yeah. the other the other night we were playing cards and I'm sucking on a hurricane and I'm like, this doesn't taste good anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the the curse of getting into into different beers that you know more so. more crafty mm-hmm. style beers. Which that Oktoberfest is is going to fall kind of in that. Well, uh, you know what happened? I had a bottle of Hop Devil before it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah that ruined you. Mm-hmm. It's a, a nice bright mm-hmm. um, hoppy beer. No, that's cool. Oh, good for you. Good for you. you're growing. Uh, <laughs> it to me more though, but yeah, yeah, it does. It's all right. Just you you drink you drink less. Uh, I just finished a hot toddy, and now I am having uh, Buffalo Trace over an ice cube. Nice. You love that Buffalo Trace. That's your Buffalo joint. Trace. You know, well, I, I haven't had it since uh, since Val Staples sent this some. I bought this bottle this weekend. I, I'm I'm enjoying the the Courtney and Woods, and I really like the uh, the Maker's Forty Six. But this I picked up again just to try to have again. Buffalo Trace is one of the few bourbons out there that kind of stopped raising their prices and it's actually a value bourbon now you can pick up a bottle for about 26 bucks yep. and it, it's good bourbon and you know when everybody else you know jumped their prices up into the you know into the low 30s you know, buffalo trace is kind of you know hung where they were i think they're 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 fine with what they are and it's a good value bourbon so yeah. okay. uh jason how about you i am uh drinking a little i feel like i'm davidson i'm drinking a little bit of the grape uh, I'm drinking uh, an Argentinian uh, Malbec uh, named uh, Finca Copete, and Finca means a state for you Spanish-speaking folks. So it's, uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, one of our neighbors who's uh, quite the uh, wine aficionado came over and uh, gave us a couple bottles of this, and was like, "This should be your go-to Malbec," because my wife loves Malbecs, and uh, it's, it's nice. pretty freaking jam good, I gotta say. Nice. So I would recommend it. Yeah, if you ate steak, if you ate steak, I would say, you know. <laughs> Grill up a steak and, and have that with it. So, but you don't eat steak. Yeah, I'm not a real man though, so I don't do that. <laughs> I didn't say. I didn't say it. I did not say it. Uh, I'm, I'm matching. Uh, I'm matching David up a little bit tonight uh, with a little whiskey. But I'm having. Um, uh, rye has has kind of become the big movement after bourbon. Uh, rye rye whiskeys are getting really popular and i'm having the uh, the wild turkey rye whiskey uh, oh so rye rye whiskey is good. it's expensive which blows blows my mind um you should try the uh, hurricanes try the hurricane okay <laughs> i i might at this point i might so yeah a little a little wild turkey rye whiskey so yep. nice Thank you, real cool. done 
cool. Can we do a, a quick live tweet before we jump into the show? Because I've carried one over. One was sent to me very early in the day. I love from, live tweets. From Jeff Griffith. Jeff from uh, WV. And uh, I didn't want to forget it, so I just want to get it out of the way quickly, early, because I've been thinking about it all day. Uh, he wow. at, Yeah, I have. Well, it's, it's in my zone. He asks, if you guys could take any three current artists and i put oh, I, 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 I have many more than three but if you could take any three current artists and place their work in classic 70s eerie and creepy who would it be who would they be Ooh, and and i have a stipulation all current creators that have appeared within eerie and creepy are disqualified uh -huh. so i mean okay. guys that are still working that have appeared those you no way so i have okay. bear with me i got three hillary barda yeah. okay top on my list Mike Mignola, Paul uh -huh. Pope, Raph Raphael Grandpa. Uh, yes. That's four. I have lots more than four. Eric what? Howell. It said three. I know, but I don't play by the rules. I, I never. Yeah, I will. Doug Braithwaite. Uh, and this was. It, you have 72. Why don't you let us get our three out? So that I just want to. This one came to my mind instantly, and it was the first one Gabriel Hardman. Okay, perfect. All right, well, okay. Go ahead. I, would, I was going to say him. Well, okay, Tom Fowler. Yeah, he's not on my list, but yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Uh, well, someone else, yeah. He, he and, he and uh, Howard were the first that came to my mind, so. Uh, okay. Let me think for a second. Someone else I got, can jump in. I got three. You do it. Oh, I got one. Guy Davis. And, yeah. And. Uh, I completely forgot about Guy Davis. Huh. That's right, bitch. That's right. And Don't call me bitch. Did yo? <laughs> and uh, I will say, hmm. No, go ahead. I, I can't. I, I gotta think another one. I don't want to throw somebody else. Go ahead. Uh, Nathan Fox. Yes. That's good. That's real good. Yeah. Uh, Tony Moore. Damn, I have him Very on my good. list. Very good. Yeah. And Scotty Young. Oh. Oh, I don't know. I, I, mean, I, 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 would, I would like to see Scotty do something creepy. And he can do creepy. It's, oh, sure. It, um, I think he would have a very, very interesting style to that. I was originally I was going to say Paul Pope, um, but... Mm -hmm. but, you, but I stole yeah, it. Yeah, you stole And, you know, Pope and Nathan Fox are... Are kind of similar, and they're really kind of you know drippy, inky styles. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, and uh, Art Balthazar. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. I'm kind of joking. David, uh, I would like to see something by Darwin Cook. Ah, that's my other one. I just came up with. That's great. That's good. Yeah. I, like uh, I was. Um, I think because ooh, of ooh, the ooh. shadows, I'm going to say Chris Somney. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And and I did have a third. I was kind of going in in a different direction, but I was just reading something where he drew a chapter of it. I want to say Roberto De La Torre. Nice. Okay. Ooh, interesting. I okay. I got two more. Um, uh, Giuseppe Camoncoli. Hmm. Okay. His stuff is great, and oh, what we have to mention, he'll, he'll be drawing the last issue of Hellblazer, uh, and uh, just because this guy, anything he touches is is absolute gold, and that's J.H. Williams the third. 
to do a creepy story. Oh my oh, god! Oh really? He's they got Williams to do the last Hellblade? No, no, no. Oh. Cam is. Oh okay. I was yeah. gonna say wow. No. Um, uh, but yeah, J.H. Williams doing a creepy or eerie story. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- I, this was an obvious choice. Sean Phillips. I see yeah. it. Very good. Very good. Dan, Dan Brereton. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Derek Robertson. Yes. Ben Temple Smith. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Charles Burns. Okay. Ooh. Kyle Hotz. Ooh, going way back. Yeah. Nice. Kelly Jones. Mark yeah. Schultz. Uh and I and I, I, I appropriated a a bunch of guys from heavy metal, just like under the uh alternate timeline version where heavy metal never occurred i think mobius would have been a perfect fit yeah for, oh, for, yeah uh enki bylaw I, 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 I love how this has just kind of turned into what are your favorite artists, favorite artists. Yeah. Yeah. well no i mean they, they have to have a certain style to yeah. to get in the warren door uh, yeah, well, we've offered up a pretty wide range of styles at this point yeah exactly well, yeah i don't she, think anyone's thrown like jimmy chung out there but uh you know but still and tardy tardy would have been great in, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, my last but not least, I have two guys. Well, one guy we know personally. Uh, I, I think he would be a better fit in the adult. Uh, remember 1984, which was later 1994, the Adult Warren magazine. Jason Carnes, the guy that does Fuckator, he'd be great for those. Oh, and, and our good buddy Matthew Allison from Calamity of oh, Challenge. Oh, Calamity, yes. Yeah, oh, he'd, yeah, be, yeah, he'd yeah. be great in in a. Well, then in a, uh, then then I'll throw Jim Rugg out there. Well, you should do that. Because oh, why didn't I think of Jim? Of course, he can work good. in a in a in a multitude of styles. So Jim yes. would be great. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, Jeff Griffith, for launching uh, this show. Yeah, great question. A great topic. Yeah, it was. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, very good. Yeah, it's uh the the EOC live tweet that we we record on Wednesdays around uh, um, eight, eight o'clock real time. Eight o'clock real time. And so. And and it's we just use the uh, uh, the tag E O C live tweet the hashtag. Yeah. I love how we've, we've converted Chris over fully to the live tweet. Oh, you know it's um, I I and I think it uh, it absolutely um, spurs my favorite part of the show, which is just the four of us bouncing a topic around. So I I I fully endorse the E O C live tweet because I think it's I think it's created some of our best conversation. Um, here in the last month or so. I love it. Love it. Love it. It makes my heart grow. Cool. Preach. Well, you know what? Let's throw the ball over to Jason just in case something goes afoul. Nothing's uh, going wrong, dude. Yeah. Oh, this this is the first time we've talked. Uh, Guys, I'm glad that everybody's safe. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Worried about y'all. Yeah. They got double smacked. Yeah. You got to get snowed on. No. I yeah I think I tweeted it today. What god gods or collection of deities did y'all piss off there in the Northeast? It's been a rough rough few weeks. Every single every single one. <laughs> yeah, the whole pantheon. Yeah, really. If you're gonna piss them off, Any, go big. Piss them all off. Monotheists, polytheists, they're all living at us. Yep. You know why? Because we're even the sexiest even, part of the country. That's why. Even Ralph, the head of lettuce from 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 what's happening, is mad. <laughs> 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 yep, all right. True. Yeah. Um, so do, how, well, go ahead. No, do it. Oh, okay. I thought you wanted me to go. I did. Oh, um, so well, I would say the one one of the positives of the uh, of Sandy, if there was a positive, at least for me, is that I get to read a 
boatload of comics. I've read a lot of freaking stuff in the last two weeks, uh, like an immense amount. So, uh, so there's actually quite a bit to talk about. But um, actually, something that I read a couple weeks ago and been meaning to bring up because it is unique uh, is um, so they're on Kickstarter. Um, you know, I have packed a lot of Kickstarter campaigns, and they're starting to flow flow in. They're finally at the point where they're printed and getting sent out. Cool. And what's that? Cool. Oh yeah. So, so the, the, what I wanted to talk about tonight is uh, is, is this is not for the kiddies. So, if, uh, if there are any youngsters listening, like little Vince, uh, cover their ears up, earmuffs, put them to bed. Um, I am talking about uh, a anthology uh, called Smut Peddler. Oh, which yeah. was uh, a Kickstarter campaign. Now, Smut Peddler began its life as a zine, a mini-comic, back in the early early aughts, um, and then went away, and they resurrected it for uh, through Kickstarter and created what I'm holding in my hands, which is um, a almost uh, yeah 330-page uh, adult pornographic anthology. Wow. And it is, ri- it is written uh, and drawn, or I should say it's, each story is either written or drawn or both by women. It's basically um, the, the, the indicia says, Smut Peddler, impeccable pornographics for cultivated ladies and men of exceptional taste. Um, so, so what are you doing with this? I know, yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> so this, uh, this is, to be clear, there's, this is pure pornographic uh, comics. This is you know, comics with an XXX. Um, extremely graphic, uh, no bones about it. This is all about sexuality. Um, but, you know, uh, I would say, like any good anthology, the, um, the stories vary in length, uh, style, focus, uh, and, and like with all anthologies, some stories I thought were great, some I could have done without, some sort of in, in the middle. But, but in, in, in the aggregate, I thought this was terrific. Um, I will say the one word of caution um, is, and I I don't know why I didn't expect this until I got it, but there are a few stories that uh, are, let's say, um, <laughs> you know, a little more toward the uh, the, uh, the 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 ass sensitive areas. If you get my drift, <laughs> like there's a little like there's a, there's one story that's like male on male, and uh, that was I have to say that was the first time I've ever consumed anything like that, like of any type. And stuff. Uh. It was. It, it was interesting to, to but, but you know, at the end of it, it was just, it was all part of the experience. But most of the things are, um, are, are I guess, quote You can't, you can't be discriminating about your porn, Jason. If you're going to go well, in, in this case, you can't because it's artistic, right? But, but no, it's, it's really well done. Um, the one thing I'll say that, you know, sometimes you get with these, these smaller anthologies or small press anthologies is that you also have to accept that, uh, that the artwork is often a mixed bag. But in this case, mm-hmm. while the, while the art styles are very different, um, I have to say, for the most part, every story was masterfully illustrated. I mean, this really? is really very wow. high quality. Yeah, very high quality in that regard. So I have to give them a lot of credit for that because I didn't necessarily expect that uh, going into this. Um, and there are, let's see how many stories. I mean, there are, let's see here. Uh, Carlos Speed gosh. McNeil has a story in there, right? Yes, Carlos Speed McNeil has a story, correct. Um, there are one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> there are 31 stories in this. Wow. Um, probably the most controversial. Um, well, the whole book is controversial, but the one that would probably make make the most headlines if it got out there would be um, The Annunciation, <laughs> which, is, which is basically a, um, uh, 
an illust- a story about the uh, the birth of well, it's not directly the birth of Christ, but it's 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 the birth of of it's the Immaculate Conception, which is not solely it's not it's just the concept of the Immaculate Conception. For those that have studied religion, know that it's not solely the bounds of uh, of Jesus and Judeo Christian myth um, or, or or belief, but but you know the, that concept has pervaded other types of religious study as well. And this is a version of that, but it is a unbelievably uh, hardcore version. So, so needless to say, some of the religious folk in the world were, I, I understand, none too happy about the particular story. Um, Who Jeff drew that in one? There. Uh, it's a it's a person named Spike. That's their only credit. I don't know. Apparently, yeah. hmm. they are relatively well known, like erotic in comics, but I, I I'd never heard of them before. But did Jeff people Fink, did uh, people start rioting in the streets and burning? I things? think there were some riots. Yeah, I think I think yeah. they're they I think the editor's house got firebombed. Um, but yeah, Carlos Steve McNeil's in here. Um, Jess Fink of of, uh, of Chester Five Thousand is in here. Um, there are funny stories. There, there's a sci-fi story which is hilarious, where a dude basically crash lands his jet and ends up uh, needing to call like a um, a, uh, a space version of a uh, of a, um, a, a tow truck, you know. And, and of course, the, the tow truck shows up. The tow spaceship shows up, and it's a, it's a hot, a hot you know, female alien, and so they get it on, but while they're getting it on, like, their spaceships are kind of getting it on, it's, it's very funny, it's hard to describe, it's very funny. Cool. Um, but it's really, really well done. Vince, you would love it for sure, David, I'm sure you'd love it. Chris, I'm not sure, because you're not tuned to the the, 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 the non-comic car, car, book porn, so I don't know that yeah, this might not be totally up your alley. Yeah, you, you know, know and, and, um, and I got Chester 5000 after you um, after you suggested it and, you know, endorsed it, and yeah, I read it, and yeah, it was good. It's probably not something that I'm gonna go back and and read often. Yeah, kind of. You know, yeah, porn porn is not is not my thing. You know, I'd rather watch a yeah. baseball game. <laughs> it, it, but the other yeah. thing I'll say is because this is written by or, or geared towards women, I, I have to give them a tremendous amount of credit because the 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 characters and, and the scenarios are not in any way like stereotypical, like you know, porn like where every chick has got big thick boobs and no waist, and you know, it's like oh, it, it's like you know the, the this is one of those situations where every story, I mean, the, the men and women in the stories are very normal, you know? Um, like, there's a story where a, a really heavy set, kind of like a golf girl and a, and a kind of geeky guy are getting it on, and, you know, it's, it's she's, she's, she's heavy, she's got, you know, she's got, you know, extra curve, you know, but, like, that's, that's not, the, you know, the, the point is that these are not... These it's, are like, like realistic? Yeah, it's realistic. Well, it's realistic. Now, now, some of the stories are, are more, you know, I mean, there's a um, there's an unbelievably beautiful story, um, which is drawn in like Japanese manga style, and it's basically two, it's it's like a, two female goddesses of different type, you know, basically getting on together. But I mean, the story could be from like a Miyazaki movie. It's that beautifully drawn, but nice. you know, but it happens to be two two lesbians and that type of thing. But but no, I mean, I, again, I I, don't, I can't, you know, if. If you were at all interested in in sort of you know that area of, of comics, and, and that's you know been a longstanding component of, of the true underground comic scene, um, this is an excellent version of that. You know, it's really well done, and and, and for something that came from Kickstarter, I mean, this is clearly something that they put a lot to get a lot of love into. It's well it's well edited, it's well curated. You know, this is a beautiful, complete work that. Um, and I I don't know. The only thing about this is I'm not sure. Where you can get it, like outside of the Kickstarter. Um, I mean, it's it's the package that I have here. You know, has it has a it has this you know a barcode. It says thirty dollars on the back. So 
I presume they're selling it. I don't know if you could. I should check out. Maybe we'll put in a link to the forum thread. I mean, I don't know if you can go to you know their website or if it's available other places. But uh, but again, if, if this kind of thing, you know, if if, if you heard us talk about Chester five thousand and then bought it and enjoyed that, then this you will certainly enjoy very much. Just know what you're getting into. You're getting into really well done which is what it is, but it's very, very well done. And of the 30 stories, even though there were one or two that made me a little uncomfortable, vividly, <laughs> um, you know, the good, good 25, 26 of them I thought were terrific in their own, in their own ways. Uh, so really well done. So that's pretty cool. The, the lowest tier that's not a digital file only was 30 bucks. So you basically paid for the, I mean, if you ordered the $30 tier, you basically got the book and they shipped it to you for free. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, um, which I is kind of cool. I, I forget what tier I paid for, but I definitely put in for the where I, I get my like a thank you. So right, that's the people list of thank you. Yeah, it says but, uh, um, the thirty dollars tier. You got a PDF, the book, and a thank you in the acknowledgments section. That's probably what I did. Yeah, so that's pretty. That's I usually pretty back cool. when I do Kickstarter. I usually back whatever gets me the book, and then sometimes I'll back something the next year up if you get me something like cool like a sketch or something but usually it just back like whatever it gets me to copy the book is usually the tier I go with so yeah I'm uh, finding more gold on Kickstarter in the non-comic sections yeah there's some neat stuff on Kickstarter yeah, yeah oh yeah has, I've backed a bunch of stuff yeah that's out of there yeah. recently I, I haven't been um, too jazzed with the comic offering so I, I, I took a look in other sections there's some really neat stuff in there like uh, in the publishing and, and the illustration sections I found a lot to, uh, mm -hmm. to to tip into but it has slowed down oh. yeah. because a, a bunch of these things came due at once and my wife was like what I got the the, the finger wag you know because uh -oh. I guess I yeah, was I spending a little bit too much so well, I guess you know uh, I mentioned uh, uh, I mentioned Tony Moore earlier and he is affiliated with a uh, the Cincinnati Comic Con, and they're doing a Kickstarter to help fund the comic convention. So check that out online. Cool. Speaking of Tony Moore, did you happen to take a look at the the first issue of that uh, Brian Posehn Tony Moore? Who else is doing it? The Deadpool Jerry, thing. Uh, Jerry, Jerry Duggan. Yeah, Jerry Duggan. Have you? Did you look at it? No. Is you it awesome? Deadpool? It's incredible. Deadpool. Yeah. Well, I haven't gotten it yet, but I mean, you know, I'm all over that. It's Deadpool. Yeah, Jeff Darrow more, did yeah. the cover. I, I, yeah. I took a look at it uh, Wednesday at the shop. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait for this to get collected because I'm not going to buy singles. Yeah. You know, I want that. Same here. I, I have, uh, I, I was at my, my latest PCB shipment because I get weekly was five comics. I was like, what? I, I, it's completely foreign to me. I was baffled. <laughs> but I'm with you. I, I have now completely, as of last, last order and certainly this order, I have no. No single issues coming anymore from Marvel or DC. Wow! So, but, but I'm going to buy the collections. I mean, I'm most there's a lot of the Marvel now stuff I'm intrigued with, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until it kind of gets printed and see what what gets you know good feedback and that sort of thing, and just buy it that way and read it. Yeah. Well, speaking of of Deadpool, uh, Rebecca, aka on Twitter, Precious Things, says, "Hi, I've never read any Deadpool, but would like to start. Recommendations? Yeah, get the Tony well, Moore yeah. one that's on now." Well, that's okay. true, but, um, well, I mean, you should start with, um, Marvel. The one thing, again, the one thing I always give Marvel credit for is they do an excellent job of keeping their back stock in print. Uh, and Deadpool Classic, uh, which reprints, um, the original Deadpool series from the first issue on. I think they've put up five or six volumes now. Um, but you should start with Deadpool Classic Volume 1, which you can get cheap. I mean, I wouldn't buy it for, 
you, even like you could probably, I mean, you can routinely get it for 50 to 60% off on places like Keyfall or, mm. you know, uh, Tales of Wonder or when the places like Amazon are having sales. I mean, um, and, you know, it's just a nicely, it's a big chunk of it. And I would get the first two, which starts into the Joe Kelly stuff, which, as you guys know, I, I, I mean, I, I really fell in love with that bull the character because of Joe Kelly. So, sure. I mean, I, that, and I would say this, I mean, even though it's a little older, if, if you, if you read the Joe Kelly stuff and don't like it, then pretty much most that's come after you're not going to enjoy. Because most, good or bad, most people have tried to mimic or pay homage to Joe Kelly's humorous Deadpool and, and what's come later. And, and I think some have been really successful at it. Some have not been. But either way, that sensibility that Joe Kelly pervaded in the book is the Deadpool that you're going to read most often. Sometimes it's well done, sometimes it's not. But if you don't like that kind of breaking the, the you know breaking the fourth wall and 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 just being sort of slapsticky if that's not your thing then Deadpool's not going to be your thing really right right the Gail Simone Deadpool was pretty good too what's that I always heard Gail, that Gail Simone's Deadpool was pretty good yeah well she I mean she didn't do it for that long but yeah I mean uh, because because it, it went I mean hers kind of thing and then went to Agent X and it had that uh, it, it it had that um, you know that kind of transition but yeah no I mean. I didn't mind her stuff. I think she's she's a good writer for sure. Um, the only I'm an easy issue, sell with Deadpool. The 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 only issue that I have of I think that first see, well I did I, Black, I think I did Black buy the Panther first issue was the and that's because of um, Frankie the Dildonator. He gave me that as a gift, <laughs> but he, he gave me he gave me that right. crossover issue. So that's that's the one by Priest that I have, and I, I may have the first one that uh, that that uh, had the. Um, not not an embossy cover, but it was just the the big Deadpool logo and and on the cover, with 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 Deadpool. I don't know who he was facing off in the other corner. I might have bought that first issue, but that was it. Cool. You know, you, well, let you me guys... ask you this. While we're here, why? Like, I mean, I know now that Deadpool's like that classic sort of love or hate him character, but mm-hmm. but as as guys who uh, that read a good chunk, if not the majority of Marvel stuff back then. What was it about Deadpool that you didn't like, David? Like, I'm, I'm, like, w- was it something specific about him? Was it because of what well, you thought of him from like the original, like Liefeld, like, like X Force stuff, or was it you just you didn't like the slapstick, or like? I'm just I don't why think you never... I, I I don't know. I don't think it was the slapstick. I it may it may have been the um, the X Force connection, um, but even then, I mean, that it, it, that wasn't that big of a turnoff. I. It may just have been because when he was becoming popular, I was kind of away from things. So, sure, sure. I just I I didn't read everything. I mean, he wasn't everywhere with what I was reading. So I guess I sure accidentally just avoided him. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would also say now that I'm thinking about it, something that's much more current uh, for for uh, was it Rebecca? You said yes. And that's the question. Rebecca, you should definitely, if you aren't already, you should try uh, Uncanny X-Force. Remember, yes, Uncanny yes, X-Force just wrapped yes. up. And uh, I think that's one of the best comics the Marvel's done in the last few years, period. And it happens to have a number of my favorite characters in it, but it, it has Deadpool as one of the major characters. And the reason I bring that up is that, um, contrary to what I just said, a lot of people that are not necessarily Deadpool fans, in fact, some that dislike Deadpool, many of them seem to have enjoyed his his use in that book because he's not as since he's a a part of a team and he's a supporting character they tone significantly down the insanity i mean he's he's clearly still a uh, like a quirky 
you know, mm-hmm. guy, but he's in the supporting role. People seem to like him better. And then there's a, a much more, it's a much more serious book and tone. So you get more of the sort of Deadpool at his core is supposed to be one of the most deadly, you know, people in the Marvel universe. And sometimes the comic can, his, his comic can lose sight of that. And, Uncanny X Force certainly did not lose sight of that, so that's another that's another avenue you can pursue. Yep. Hmm. I agree. Yes. Uh, I got a little bit of news for Jason because I know okay. he's he uh, is a fan of this creator, but uh, uh, I'm not going to go into it in depth. But I read it. It was one of the first things I read from from my box. And while we're on the subject of surprisingly explicit. Uh, comics. Now, this is n- nowhere near explicit, but it's it's more adult than I thought it would be, based on mm-hmm. the uh, the publisher. Uh, it's from Kaboom, Boom's uh, kid imprint, kid right? Line. Yeah. So, so I thought, all right, this is this is going to be just like this character's other creation, Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, it's Pendleton Ward, and I read Bravest Warriors. Now, now I'm pretty oh, liberal. Yeah. I'm pretty liberal with the kind of language I'll allow to be my kids to hear. But uh-huh. for for a for a kaboom book to have the word friggin' in multiple instances, I was really surprised. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Um yeah, the characters drop it not left and right, but it it, it, is friggin', it appears, is friggin' a bad word? I don't well, like my kids using it. Connected no. to Yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah, I mean it's a it's, it's a, a place where it's a you know what I mean? But, the, oh, yeah. The next but, for a, well. but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, oh, okay. I, I mean, the eyebrow just raised because it, I looked at that as Kaboom. Wait a minute. Um, yeah. I thought Kaboom were kid friendly comics, but I'm, I don't think I could be ever classified as prudish in any way, right? I just, I don't think it's a word my kids should be saying. Um, uh, do I mind them reading it? I don't know. As long as they don't yeah. re- repeat it. But anyway, yeah. I thought the comic was great. It's, it's, it's uh not as um anthropomorphic as adventure time yet i mean there's there's a couple of uh cupcakes that battle <laughs> and uh it, it's it's very cool one of them the the it's an orange and a green cupcake and and the orange cupcake blows the shit out of the green cupcake and he's just sitting there with like green gunk on his face and they they play mm-hmm. off the battle but you can the first i didn't know this because i don't follow uh a lot of creators like the the news surrounding certain creators but bravest warriors is a youtube only series oh okay yeah he they're they're actually animating episodes of this the first of which is on youtube right now on something called cartoon hangover and if you go to hangover.mx you can see the first episode it was really funny i liked it a lot but again the the tagline of um uh this this cartoon hangover is also kind of adult i mean there's no swear words in it but they use the ampersand and the exclamation point like the the uh the placeholder for a swear word in in the tagline for these cartoons so they're obviously not for children because super fuckers is one of them too Oh, <laughs> so, so so I, I just don't understand the uh, how boom how kaboom is going about this by publishing a what should be a kids book of a cartoon that's associated with a show called Superfuckers. I I, I just it just mystifies me the angle that they're approaching this from. But the comic was right. great, you know, and the cartoon was really funny. Uh, you should go watch it uh, after we're done. You you'd like it as well, David. I think you'll you'll eat it right up. Cool. Yeah. 
So it's cool. That's all. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Take it away. Take it out of my hands. Passing the ball. There you go. I um I I read something that seemed to have been Marvel's biggest secret of 2011. Uh, I, I oh. picked this up from Comixology, 99 cents an issue a couple weeks ago. Uh, probably right around the same time I, I picked up Legends, and, and I wanted to finish all of that before I read this. But this seemed like, just going by the description and the creators involved, this seemed like something that um, was right up my alley, especially when you consider the uh, the story. But... Uh, just to throw out some of the creators, uh, Christos Gage, uh, Louis Simonson, Jen Van Meter, Weezy. Weezy. Uh, Rob Williams, uh, you have, um, well, it's, it's like I said, uh, Roberto De La Torre did some art, Nick Dragota, uh, Ron Friends and Sal Bushima, Todd Ooh. Nock, Ben Oliver, Lee Weeks, nice. uh, Rebecca Isaacs, and this was a uh, it was a three issue miniseries. Each each uh, I'm guessing the three issues I think were each like double sized, but there were also um they were bookends. There was an alpha and an omega bookend between the two. You had the three issues, oh. and it's called Iron Age, starring Iron Man. And, oh yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, old school heroes for higher power Man and Iron Fist. Uh, Dazzler, from her basically the second appearance from from uh, or actually right after she met the X Men, uh, Dark Phoenix. Uh, you have um, Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, in the red costume, oh. because oh. Reed and Sue just got back together, and 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 Johnny's kind of bummed because uh, uh, Ben's out with Alicia, and Reed and Sue are are. Um, rekindling their thing and and he's home tinkering with a hot rod and and his girl crystal is getting married to another guy so he's he's talking you know he's 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 weeping on on iron man's shoulder but i love this because it is for the most part tony stark appears uh in the version of the armor that i'm a fan of which was right around uh well issue 150 where he fought doom the 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 ramita layton uh armor is what I like with the red and gold and um, the, the the armor he handed off to Rhodey. That's that's my favorite Mark okay. mm-hmm. Iron Man armor. But the uh, the Thinker it, Wars it, armor, right? Yes. Wars? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so you have it. It it starts off present day, 2011, and he is he he ends up being kidnapped. Tony Stark is kidnapped by uh, an old foe. We'll say. And is it's the end of the world, but to stop it, Tony has to go back in time. And I'm I'm deliberately not saying key things, but so he goes back in time. So he's going through the Marvel universe from from the late '70s up to the into the '80s and everything. And and so he it, it took me a second because I wasn't reading Fantastic Four. At the time, not not at that time, but Tony's thinking to himself, you know, I never really hung out with Johnny before, and 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 you know, and and he's dead now, and I, I'd like, to, and I'm thinking, wait, what? And then it, I, it dawned on me the whole negative zone thing, and I'm like, oh, so he, you know, it, 
there are times where there are footnotes in this story, and then there are other times where there aren't because I guess they're just assuming that you're current on everything else that Marvel is publishing. So they're not going to tell you what's happening right this minute. But um, as as he's going through it, and he, and he meets Dazzler, and and, and he, so Tony has to make sure. And there are things where he he meets himself from the late seventies, who and of course he's drunk and like sipping whiskey and scotch out of his helmet, and and he's he's a complete an utter just mess and Tony thinking to himself that, you know, he, he'd like to have a drink, but obviously he can't. And, and it, there are little things that just really make it more than just going from point A to B. There there, there are things where you kind of just, you have to stop and pause and, and, and take it in a little bit. You're not just, it's, it's not, it's not a, I guess it can be a quick read, but it really is just a, uh, it is an Iron Man story, and if you like Iron Man, you'll you'll enjoy this. But if if you, um, depending on I guess how how deep your Marvel history goes, you'll you'll enjoy it a little bit more. And they really don't they they don't um, they don't insult the reader's intelligence. They don't uh, really take any shortcuts. The nose armor appears, and 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 everybody's right. embarrassed by the whole thing. So I mean, right. it it is a it it's a pretty Funky little self-contained story. Yeah, I mean it. It, it he he mentions what when he meets um, Luke and Danny from way back, and and uh, you know he talks about them having their identities, uh, and and him wanting to you know that that's why he fought to have you know he realizes that this is why he wanted to make his identity known, and why he fought to have so many others you know I guess feel that same way. So they. It, you really get a, a little bit of an insight to um, to how Tony thinks, which is which, which um, makes sense throughout the whole thing. Considering you have like five or six different writers throughout this whole thing, and uh, Captain Britain is in it, and and I and, cool. and then there there were neat little things where you have um, they the creators or, or at least the editors the the uh, they were clever. Or witty, where you know, with, with the Captain Britain story, you had Ben Oliver do the art. When you had, um, when he met the uh, the Star Fox, She Hulk, Captain Marvel before she was Photon era uh, Avengers, it was Lee Weeks who was inked by Tom Palmer. And when Ooh, you nice. have, um, when he meets old school Johnny Storm, that's by Friends and Bushima. And because a lot of it takes place fighting Doom and at the Latverian Embassy. Friends gets to break out his kind of uh, Jack Kirby-ish style with Doom on a scooter and things like that. So they really oh, do. Friends yeah, n- Friends never drew like Kirby. no. <laughs> but it was it was. Um, so I mean, it's it it's it really is a an all around nice package because if it it's it's just it's new, but it doesn't you know it it just there aren't any real exact dates, but depending on how far back your your marvel history goes you may be able to figure out in between which issues this scene might actually happen and and the hellfire club scenes and things like that and and um the chapter i'm reading now he's he's about to meet uh cyclops it's right after dazzler the the chapter with dazzler ended and then i have um omega to read but it's it's definitely something i recommend i I see that there is a a hardcover collecting it like i said and it's not it's not written by any of the current Iron Man writers or, or, or working anybody working on Iron Man currently. So it's um 
it's not like you even have to be reading fractions and, and LaRocas or, or the upcoming Gillen series to, to get this. It's, it seems to be pretty self-contained. And I, I had, I was, I didn't have any expectations, but I, like I said, just judging on, on the creators and seeing him go through, through history like this, it, it, it kind of was a no brainer. The price was right. So I, I, I grabbed it. So it's definitely something I can recommend. It almost sounds like Tony Gump. Like all, all this history is flying around him. But he's not, he's not, uh, he doesn't have a, uh, he's not, he doesn't, uh, the only time he kind of slips is when Doom is about to blast Johnny's head off and, and he, he, uh, he pushes Doom out of the way and says, not yet. But other than that, he, and, and he, he, uh, he tells Dazzler to not, um, cause she was about, she was like, "Well, I met the X Men, but you know, they, they, I don't see why they'd want anything to do with me." And he, and and so he leaves, telling her, "You know, you're, you're, you know, it, he's like, he's like Poppy. He's telling Jake and and Finn, you're going to do great things." And it's like, just, just go ahead and, you know, follow your gut and 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 trust the X Men. So I mean, he kind of, I don't say he nudges them, but he doesn't, he doesn't warn them of the future, but he he does let things take their. He doesn't interfere. I'll say. Right. Now you said Omega, as in the unknown. No, 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 no. Alpha and Omega are the two bookends. It, Iron Man, right, right. Alpha okay. kicks it off. Then you have the three issue Iron Age, and then Iron Age. I'm sorry, not Iron Man. Iron Age Alpha kicks it off. Iron Age is the three issue series, and then Iron Age Omega wraps it now, up. Oh, that's the, a nice uh, size. Is this? I remember that Juan Doe did some of the covers for this, or no? Uh, not that I see. Uh, the covers I see okay. are um, Ariel Olivetti. Okay, but, 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 but they're, but, but they're, they're, oh, are you, I think I know what you're thinking of, because we saw at New York. Yeah, we saw some of those prints, right? In his portfolios, yeah. Yeah, what the hell, that yeah. wasn't it, no, that wasn't, uh, the yeah, man who was all the Okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that, because that is one of the few things, like, especially back then, that I didn't pre-order from Marvel. So that way, it was like an Elseworlds type of thing, so I didn't think, I figured I would always, so... But uh, that'd be something—that's a good kind of thing to look for on the cheap, maybe uh, at the next time, because I'm sure we could pick it up relatively easily. I'm sure it's, there's plenty of copies available for you. Yeah, I—I I would definitely. Yeah, if, if if we see it, I'll I'll point it How out. How weeks are look? It looks great. It's it's um, it's you could tell it's. And I was thinking about him the other day as uh, after I read it. It was um, he is, he's he's an artist who. He's he's one of those guys who um just at least for me he can he's current because you know he's he's obviously he did this and 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 he has a Daredevil story he's working on and 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 he's he's done some amazing Spider-Man issues and and of course he worked on the Hulk so he he's current today but he has that style where it does fit when you need a story told from from the 80s whether it was a Romita or whether it was a Bushima type era story it was john bushima it he he really does it, it he's he's a he's got that old school look but he, he's a current artist and and it it's mm-hmm. he is he, he's someone who definitely it's like oh yeah lee weeks you know you'll you'll think of him but he's not he, he very rarely is is he you know someone's top three or you know who would who would be great on this book oh you know lee weeks and, and and it's he would be great on any book he can do anything but but he hasn't had that um 
you know, he he hasn't had that Mike Zek run on on Captain America or yeah, you're right, Punisher. Oh, yeah. right, Mike's run on Daredevil. Well, he did, he did, but but that was also he followed Romita Junior. And he kind of had that style, so it's and he did it again on hold. So <laughs> yeah, it's the only time you ever hear about someone following Romita Junior because that was that was kind of Romita Junior's role for a while is that he would follow these. That's true. These yeah, great artists. Yeah, yeah. David uh, Wando so, did the covers for the Industrial Revolution arc of Iron Man Legacy. Okay. That, yeah. Oh, that's Iron Man Legacy. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. That was uh, yeah. That was back when the, that father son team was writing it. Um, oh, the uh, the, the carnival people. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. It says yeah. Uh, Fred Van Lenty was writing it. Oh, well, yeah. he he must have taken it over after because the, the original writers of Iron Man Legacy were the, the father. Oh, son, the the Noffs, yeah. Yeah, the Noffs. That was right around with Civil War too. Yeah, that well, was right. These, these right. Wando covers are are amazing. Gorgeous, aren't they? Oh, they're gorgeous. Yeah. I'd love yeah. I, I'd love an old um old style like Fastener and Larson type portfolio of of Wando stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean uh, he hasn't done a lot of interior comic work, but I know that uh I I thought and really enjoyed for those wondering all the um the, the fantastic four one shots. Yes. Yeah, the, with, what with was the, it? Isla de la Muerte. Yeah, Isla de la Muerte is the best yeah. one. I think with the Chupacabra and stuff, that's great. That's a great, great They're collecting shot. those. It's in this previews. They're really Good. Yeah. Oh, crazy! I want a crazy coincidence. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. Good for Tom B. Lynn. Wando's awesome. Yeah. He's he a is. nice guy to nice guy to boot. Dude, hey, this was a live tweet. Go ahead. No, someone else. Yeah, I'm. I'm not the. I'm All right, I'll find, I'll find one. one. Uh, oh boy! Okay. I don't know. Uh, oh, uh, Slurmo's a bastard. Yeah, he is. He is. Jason, <laughs> Jason's kind of egging this on. Uh, uh, point, counterpoint. Well, wait, let's find out. Chris, did you watch this week's The Walking Dead? I have not. I'm okay, weak behind. Thank God. I'm glad you haven't. We will table. That's, no, I, I'm, 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 a, I'm a week behind. So. Okay, good. All right. Oh, good. <laughs> so, no, uh, what Chris, I heard, what I heard is that is that David really liked it, and you two hated it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm I so it. glad you have. I am. It. I am mystified that the whole world thinks it was awesome, including David. I am mystified. It absolutely floors me. I, I think it was right back to this episode. Erased all the goodwill that had built up in the first few weeks for May of the season. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Can't my, wait. My, my brother kept texting me throughout most of it, and then the next morning, uh, the my minion was just like, "You saw it, right?" And he was, I mean, he had <laughs> smile on his face, and he was, "Oh my god!" I mean, David and I, David and I don't vehemently disagree very often. And like, I was in the thread on our forum saying, "Oh, I thought it was terrible, whack, weak stuff," and then I see him turn it on. It was almost, almost the perfect episode for me. <laughs> I was like, "What? <laughs> Whoa, dude!" But I mean, but I know. I know we're not, I I know we're coming at that from different angles, but no, I I, I look forward to the talk. I really do. Okay. Me too. Yeah, actually, I do too. Yeah. You know, get off your ass, and watch the Walking Dead. <laughs> Here I am saying I didn't <laughs> want to talk Chris. about Walking Dead a lot on the show, and then uh, and then I'm a little talking about. It. I did. I watched a boatload of uh, scary horror movies uh, this last week. Um, oh, nice. A little oh, bit, yeah. A little bit spurred on by Vince's chat last week about the day. Because uh, 
it's, I guess it's one of those movies that because it, it, it's, uh, I don't know, is it limited? Yeah, it's Either way, it, it's, iTunes had it available for rent the same week that it came out in the, in the theaters. So, I actually have seen it. And, uh, that's old bits. It's, I think he's going to be massively disappointed in it. Yeah, probably. I, I oh, oh, oh no, y'all, y'all, y'all shitty. Okay, go. Chris's turn. Uh, okay. I, several weeks ago, uh, had uh, asked people to, uh, in their travels to read some Lone Ranger from Dynamite. And uh, I think this was... Okay, it was, it was... What? What was that? I hope we don't have a quiz. No, no, no oh, quiz. Okay. Right. But, uh, but I do want to talk about it because I, I took my own advice and, and read uh, the two volumes that uh, our buddy Andy Parks wrote. And Andy, uh, you may know, a uh, long-time inker in the industry, uh, most commonly with Phil Hester. He were, uh, he and Phil were, were an art team for a long time. Uh, did some great work on uh, Green Arrow and Nightwing and a bunch of other stuff. But Andy has um, kind of seen the writing on the wall in the industry and seen that, that unfortunately, inkers, and I know that David uh, laments this as well, is that inkers are having less and less of a role in the uh, the comic creation process, and uh, it's just kind of kind of how the the digital world has gone, and and inkers are not uh, not kind of seen as the you know the great craftsmen that they were for a long time. So Andy, uh, also a very good writer, is concentrating on that. And um, I've never been a huge Lone Ranger fan. Uh, it's it's a character that I think we're all familiar with, and you don't need a huge introduction to you know the mass man and his horse Silver and his you know companion Tonto. I mean, this is you know, pretty you know well known cultural stuff, but it's uh, it's not something that I seek out a whole lot. But when uh, when Andy told me he was going to be writing Lone Ranger, I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And he has um, two stories that are in trade now. Uh, the first one is Lone Ranger and the Death of Zorro, uh, which was you know his first uh, his first run on the character, and it's it's really good, especially if you are a Zorro fan at all. Uh, those two characters slightly overlap in time periods. Zorro is older than Lone Ranger, and this is the story of the death of Zorro. Uh so it's more of a more of a Lone Ranger story, but it does uh it does have a lot of the legacy of Zorro and and that character. Uh, so it is definitely worth uh worth checking out. But the one that um uh I, I think if you read both of them you would agree is uh a stronger a stronger book is from uh, uh it's volume five of the Lone Ranger and it's called Hard Country. And it is really good. If you are a Western fan, this is kind of a uh, a very easy sell for you. Uh, it's written by Andy. Uh, uh, the artist is Esteve Poles, P-O-L-L-S. Uh, uh, colors by Marcelo Pinto and uh, and Alex Ross did all the covers. And there's you know a nice cover gallery uh, in here. But uh, no, it is just a a fantastic. Lone Ranger story that uh, you know I ask you know I say if you're a Western fan and I mean that in the the vein of the Unforgiven uh, where it is a very uh, it's a very mature and layered Western I mean there there's actual character development here it's not just guys with black hats and guys with white hats it is a very character driven 
fantastic western and uh uh one of the nice things is that there are a couple short stories that that kick it off they're one shot stories that kind of set the stage for for what's going on with the lone ranger and who he is as a character and kind of the world that he lives in um and uh and then it gets into a little bit larger story in a town that uh that he is uh uh, working to liberate, I guess we could say. Oh, and uh, the other, uh, I'd mentioned the Alex Ross covers. Those are great, but the awesome covers are the Francesco Francavilla co- covers. Yeah, I was going to say, right? Yeah, he's amazing, amazing covers. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Andy's a great guy. He's a really good writer. If you like westerns, there is no reason to not be reading his take on the Lone Ranger. Very, very enjoyable comics. Awesome. Sounds very interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, there um, there's layers to the characters. It's not just black hats and white hats. There's uh, uh, there's a lot of depth to what's going on, and uh, uh, even you know, uh, there's there's some politics in it that uh, uh, common themes that that never seem to go away. I'll just I'll just kind of say ah, that cool. so yeah yeah it's very good cool uh quick eoc live tweet answer it's from jay and you guys can chime in because you're all experienced in this uh area it's by jay riston uh and he asks good call on the paul pope piece in ghosts what other pope works would you recommend now i have two facetious answers and one real one one real one yeah that's the first one the first facetious answer is all of them the the second facetious answer is thb Uh, Uh, and and if you actively searched for issues of thb you will soon realize that they're impossible to get and very very expensive when you do find them Uh, but that won't be like that for long because he's well he has been in the process of publishing a, a THB collected edition for many, many years, and it still hasn't seen the light of day, but it, I'm assuming it, it, it will, will soon. But here is the real answer. Um, if you go to our sponsor, which is DCBService.com, they currently have a book from Image, which is called The One Trick Ripoff, which was awesome. Uh, it's a hardcover. It also has uh, assorted bric-a-brac, hence the deep cuts, uh, moniker on the book. Uh, list price twenty nine ninety nine. Your price fourteen ninety nine. A relatively inexpensive way, yes, to uh, steep yourself in some early though still excellent Paul Pope. There you uh, go. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. It's so it's so good. Yep. Yep. Uh, um. Boy, I, I, uh, tra- I enjoyed tra- the Adam Strange serial from Wednesday's comics. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, track track down the uh, track down the uh, the uh, issue of what Wired where he did a a Star Trek comic. Yes, I, yeah. that's you know what I don't. It's really sa- good. I, I know I don't save Wired, but I did keep that one for just Yo, yeah, for the Paul too. Pope issue. Yeah, and it's uh, a good, just a plain good issue. It's the best issue that the best uh, issue of Wired in a really long time, and probably mm-hmm. since I think. But anyway, yeah. What was that? Uh, he did the Batman. Um, Batman one. Uh, what is it? One hundred. No, no. Um, shit. One thousand. Uh, no, it's a, it's a four four issue prestige Batman series. Yeah, and it was really it was oh, it was beautiful. Year one hundred. Yes, year one hundred. Yeah. Year one hundred. Yes. Oh, year one hundred. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 
But you were, and I mean, to go back to, to facetious answer number one, you really can't go wrong with anything Paul Pope has ever done. It's all pretty. It's all pretty. Yeah. I, and where the hell's Battling Boy? Come on already. Get that out. He's been working <laughs> on that forever, too. Mm-hmm. But, 100% is probably my favorite. But that's, you know, because that would be my recommendation. Real. If you're going to pick one yeah. thing, yeah, that would be, the, yeah. that would be what I would yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Love it. I can't pick a favorite, Paul Pope. It's impossible. Or another wife tweet. Oh, go ahead. You pick one. Uh, I'm not looking at the screen. You pick one. Holy crap. David's going to do it. <sighs> well, this is from our pal and future, once again, roommate, Mr. Will Pfeiffer. Hey, Will. He asks, Comic Crushes, mine, Burn Phoenix, Colin Black Widow, Mandy from American Flag, and, of course, Maggie from Love and Rockets. Mm. Oh, comic crushes. So it's for Vince, it's it's uh, Kirby Sue Storm. <laughs> Wendy Whitebread. <laughs> Whoa, Wendy Whitebread, you're a pig. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that was Gwen Stacy. Yeah, I thought that was Gwen Stacy. Oh, <laughs> look at you. Uh, not like the red-headed tramp, but all right. Uh, uh, I never peed I, on Gwen Stacy's face. <laughs> Chris, you have read, read Wendy Whitebread, right? No, no. I, he doesn't even know who's by. Oh, it's foul. Oh, Jesus, oh, is it foul? I bet. I bet. <laughs> you can get the reference from Eros. Yep. Yeah, you can. Uh, let's see. Um, well, Omaha. I, 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 like every week, I find a way to fucking bring up Omaha to Cat Dancer. Um, you love Omaha. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh, man. Hey. Um, Larry Wells. Oh man! There's, well, I mean, uh, if we're talking like real crushes, I would say Frank shows Frank uh, shows Shanna. Yes, <laughs> lovely lady through her. Yeah, awesome. Well, mine's blatantly obvious. If it's not Sue, it's probably Vampirella. Oh, okay. I was okay. gonna say Debbie Harris, but all right. Um, okay. This is a pre pre bullet head shot. The see, I I want to say. I, oh, all right. Um, Olive oil. No. <laughs> Skinny white chick, dude, come on. Uh, uh, You're funny. Pre, pre year two, Alan Davis Catwoman. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very, very oh, yeah. nice choice. Very nice choice. Uh, yeah. This, uh, that's that's pretty easy for me, you know, and this is comic book crushes. So I'm going back to like childhood, whenever you would uh, you actually have a crush on a comic book character, and that would either be the uh, gosh, it, it's either the burn, but it's probably the Paul Smith Kitty Pride because you know she was kind of close to my age, right. you know. So yeah, yeah, Paul Paul Smith Kitty Pride. Uh, that's for, not bad. Okay. For me, uh, it would be, uh, Alan Davis's Megan from, I, I, I was, see, yeah. I, I wanted to say Megan, but she, she just, she never, it re- Thanks. Well, yeah, so, no, for, for, for me, it's, it's, um, it is without a doubt the, uh, the Donna Troy in, in the red one piece by, by okay. Perez for the new Teen Titans. That, sure. that, that's uh-huh. it. Okay. Certainly for me, uh, in most of her incarnations, Jessica Drew, Spider Woman, always loved her. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. 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 Love Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers, in her many forms. That's um, and But certainly my number one female comic book crush uh, uh, is uh, Domino. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. 
That's, that's well, not even when he was younger. Me. That's like right now. It's right this minute. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. As I'm, I'm, as I'm rubbing one out to one of her, her, uh, her, her sketches right now. There's, uh, and, and, uh, I would say also, uh, by the Dodsons, Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Ah, I, okay. I gotta say, Maggie. Maggie Chiscarillo. Um, and this is a weird one, but I, I just, I fell in love with her back in the day. Ernie Cologne's Amethyst. Oh, okay. She oh. is too young for me, but okay. Yeah. She was like 13, wasn't she? Ooh, um, I, 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 mean, I know it doesn't matter for you. I'm just saying. In gem world, there is no age restriction. Oh, okay. There we go. That's, <laughs> uh, that's you don't have to, to say get around Megan's law. All right. <laughs> All right. What else we have? Hey, I didn't go yet, did I? Mm-mm. Yeah, you I, that roller. No, no, no. no. I mean, yeah, if comic talk. But he's red. I got something that's all ages, or at least it's supposed to be. Life, uh, Bravest Warriors. It's weird how this happened. Um, it's an all ages book, but there is one instance of the word bastard in it. I don't know okay. if you know if, if if that bothers you, then you could just skip yeah, that's this. Okay, I, I, that, 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 that word's okay. I, I you can that. skip it when reading this to your kids. Comic. I mean, these are stuff like that's in cartoons all the time now. Uh, it's really, yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. So. Um, your kids, uh, Jason, eat up Scotty's um, Oz books. Love them. Well, they would love this. Uh, I'm pretty sure as well. Um, it's it was originally uh, an Argentinian comic that was uh, imported by Mike Richardson at Dark Horse. Uh, it was printed under the Venture label, uh, the oversized Dark Horse hardcover. Uh, graph, European graphic album format that was popular. Well, that they printed a lot of. Let's just say I don't. I I can't vouch for its popularity because they're not doing them anymore. Uh, it was published in two thousand and one. Uh, there's a bunch of Dark Horse books uh, of the same format. This was written by a man named uh, Carlos Trio and drawn. And this name is gonna trip a few triggers. Draw, illustrated, I should say, by, by Juan Bobillo. And mm. we have seen his work all over the place in Marvel. Most She-Hulk. Recently, most recently, FF. Right, FF. He did that uh, Howard the Duck miniseries in that gray area after mm-hmm. um, Gerber died. He has... And don't forget Carlos Trio uh, was the writer of... Uh, Empire Boy, which is I talked about some time ago. That's, yes, that's that's one of the venture books too, uh, although yeah, it was yeah. wasn't published in the same format. Um, and uh, Mr. Bobillo also had a, a, a story in the Vertigo Strange Adventures uh, one shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recently, but this book is called uh, Zachary Holmes. It was originally called Martin Holmes in uh, in uh, its original incarnation, but. It's it's amazing. Get this. Um, there, there's a ruckus up at the old Frankenstein castle. Now, you know where this is going, right? Uh, tumultuous thunderstorm, raining like cats and dogs. And this, this young girl has to bring um, embroidered, embroidered fabrics up to the Baron. So she and her two elderly companions trudge on up to the, to the castle. And uh, Igor lets them in. 
And he said, uh, the master can't see you right now. He's in the midst of a very, very, very important um, task uh, that requires the uh, weather to be in the certain conditions it's in now. You know what's going to happen, right? Uh, Igor leaves the door open just a little bit. So just a, a, a crack of light uh, can, peers through. And the girl witnesses the creation of the Frankenstein monster. Uh, lightning, um, and I sent you guys, uh, JPEGs of these pages. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'll put them up on the, uh, forum, forum.bullpinbulletinspodcast.com under the appropriate episode thread. The, the page where the Baron's working on the monster is amazing. Look at, look at that. Mm -hmm. The, the machinery, uh, he, the, the monster is almost suspended in midair. It, it's gorgeous. Uh, all these devices just coming down from a hole in the ceiling and there's steps leading up to the monster. It almost looks like they're floating in air. That's just an awesome, awesome image. Check it out on our forum. But so the, the, the monster's created, but the unthinkable happens. Uh, the girl actually strikes up uh, a friendship with the beast. The, the, see, the Baron, uh, sends the, the creature down to the village to pick up supplies. And, and every time, he he runs into the girl she strikes up a conversation with him and he eventually starts bringing her flowers and they 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 become uh friends right uh unfortunately the commissioner police commissioner has the mon monster rounded up and incarcerated because the baron claims that the monster in a fit of rage destroyed parts of his castle just trashing priceless objects of art he then later um messed up a horse corral uh scattering mr finch's finest horses and then finally he laid waste to the best pub in town so he's arrested for these crimes and now she sees her friend imprisoned uh, and diana pleads to help uh, for help from the title character mr zachary holmes boy detective uh, and his uh, ever-present sidekick Watson, and Watson is a mouse that that he carries around on his shoulder, and the, the mouse has an impossibly large tail. I mean, it's like two feet long, but uh, and he's used for comedic relief in the thing. Um, the Zachary seems to understand what the mouse is saying, even though all he does is is, is use the word squeak. But Zachary can understand what the mouse is is saying. It's really cute. Um, so she pleads to Zachary Holmes, this indomitable detective who apparently has never lost a case. Um, and of course, he's infatuated with the beautiful Diana. And he spends the rest of the book gathering clues to the monster's innocence. And, and let's just say the case is not as clear cut as the Baron would have the commissioner believe. There's some, some dirty dealings going on. And it's, it's, it's a very heartwarming story. It's perfect for kids. Uh, but the thing that really drew me to this was Bobillo's illustration style. There mm -hmm. is, is, is nary a black line in this entire book. The only, the only, yes, the only time he'll use a black line, and it's very, very curious, is around characters' eyes. He delineates eyes with a black line, but every, every other instance, like, say, um, facial features, uh, flesh colored, uh, to begin with, but then he'll go in and the holding line is brown. And, uh, Zachary wears, 
um, orangey, like a creamsicle-ish colored clothing. And the line is brown. So he'll go in with, with, um, you know, analogous colors or, or darker colors than the shape that they're holding. It's almost like cell animation. Although, you know, not with super thick lines. The lines are very, very, uh, illustrative. But it's, it's very much like, um, cell animation. It's very slick, very European, but it's gorgeous. It's just beautiful. And, um, I got to laugh whenever somebody renders the Frankenstein monster like this impossibly large creature with like huge freaking hands that could engulf like a whole person's body. And, and it's just ridiculous. I mean, visually on the page, it works really well. When your monster's huge, it, it kind of slams home the fact that this beast is like really far removed from humanity. It, he's mm-hmm. nothing like human beings. He exists in a realm all by himself but when you think about it the baron cobbled the monster together from deceased human parts so for him to find parts this big i mean there had to be something you know really wrong with these dead people to begin with or you know it's just not possible but you don't i don't you don't consider that when when you see the giant frankenstein monster it just looks good when he's huge because like like i said again it it just reinforces that notion that this this living thing is not part of humanity it, it exists in a realm all all of its own but the another good thing about these collections is as i said they didn't go over too well in in the in the comic marketplace so you can get them disgustingly cheap the cover price on this for a hardcover it's 48 pages i believe 46 pages um 14.95 which is not bad on its own but if you go over to Tifa they have it in their nick and dent section for under 6 bucks Ooh, oh really it's a steal it, it, it's gorgeous um and and I, again i said it's something that you can sit down and read with your kids it's really smart zachary is a very intelligent kid i mean he's a young sherlock holmes let's I mean, there's a reason why they named him holmes watson right and, and watson the, yeah. yeah uh it it's just it's a very slyly told intelligently written story with gorgeous art and and it's called i, I don't think i mentioned this zachary holmes case 1 the monster if if it floats your boat, there's a second volume called Zachary Holmes Case 2, The Sorcerer, in which the legendary wizard Merlin appears reincarnated as a tree. It's really cool. Scotty Young, if you're listening and you haven't, I'm sure Scotty's aware of this stuff because it's right up his alley. Scotty, uh, if he hasn't read them, he is going to devour these books. They're, they're, they're very much in line with what Scotty does. And uh, the villain of book two, I swear, Bobillo modeled him after Klaus Kinski. It looks just <laughs> like Klaus Kinski, which is pretty unsettling in itself, right? Your villain looks like Klaus Kinski. It's not a, somebody you want to mess with. Um, but again, volume, volume two is available at TFA for six bucks as well. Jump on them because I don't. The the print runs on these things were not very big to begin with. So if you find them, grab them, especially at six bucks a piece. Yep. That, that's awesome. They're very good. 
Yep. And I got them in the in the Tifon Nick and Dent sale, and uh, I bought a, a boatload of stuff, and they've just been sitting on the shelf forever. I, I figured, well, what the hell? This is different. Let's mix it up a little bit. And I loved the them. The greatest re- thing ever to have, now, that's my favorite, is that they have a library full of stuff, and, and you know, like we do about Regina Piles, but it's awesome. Sometimes just do that just to walk in, look around at your snacks, and think, I bought this ages ago. Let me read it. And just, just a mm-hmm. total, you know, looks like an existential experience. I love that. Yeah, you know what? I made uh, an early New Year's resolution. I buy way too many collected editions, way too many <laughs> comics. No, really, um, especially this month, I got whacked by Amazon. I had a bunch of stuff on pre-order, and it seems like they're all shipping at the same time. I got <laughs> volume three and four of the slipcase, the Fanographics, Floyd Gottfriedson, Mickey Mouse, I today I got Miyazaki's Nausicaa, the two. Oh, I got two. It's unbelievable. It's gorgeous. I got that. So that's over a thousand pages right there. Um, yeah, and I, I didn't even finish the first Mickey Mouse um, double slipcase edition. I have the Hive. I have yet to read. I have yeah. a shitload of comics that I just have not approached yet because I just keep buying more, and yep. I'm, I'm yeah. making a conscious effort. Not the stockpile. I, I, until I, at least until I, I get, you know, uh, maybe a quarter of these things read. It's just silly to keep buying. Mm-hmm. It's hard though. I, I know. I know. Like Fanographics is going to be releasing the EC stuff. I can't wait for that. Yep. And, I, I, yeah. I just got a message today. The next Donald Duck, Carl Barks hardcover volume shipped. Like she's gonna, she's gonna twist me into a pretzel when she sees the bell this month. It's just a bunch of stuff coming, ah. but, but you, you can't plan for it. A little bit of that high hard one. I know, three or four times. Um, you, you, and, and you really can't plan for it because like, I have two Wally Wood books on pre-order for like months and months and months. I just keep getting messages saying the release date on these books have changed. They just keep pushing it up, and you know, you just really can't gauge when stuff is going to ship because release dates are fluid. They change all the time. And yeah, I just have to plan. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So but I kind of like that. Like I, I love, I love pre-ordering stuff, uh, and, and and forgetting about it. You know, and then like, and then it comes like, like you know, you order a comic pre-order, and you know, pretty much they're coming within, they're coming two months from now. Like, and you kind of keep them until they're right. And and since all your serialized, you you you, there's not a ton of surprises. You may forget. You know, and then you pre-order something, but generally, you know, what's coming. But, but the collected editions are much less, because sometimes, like you said, they take, they either, either solicit them well in advance, or sometimes they just take a little while to, to get printed beyond what was intended, and so they're more like little unexpected treasures, and all of a sudden in your box you see something like, oh, I forgot even was getting this or all, you know? And that happens especially on Amazon for me, because, you know, there you don't even, you know, you pre-order and lock in price, but you don't even get yeah. Yeah. Charged until they they send it. You know, all of a sudden, you're like, bam! Amazon Prime is at your door. <laughs> and you know what yeah. else I I noticed? Um, essentials and showcases can be deadly. <laughs> if, if you don't read them as soon as you get them or roundabouts, and you start stockpiling those kind of books, you'll never ever get to them. You, you, oh, you'll yeah. never you'll never read them. I have on my shelf untouched. Showcase Sea Devils, The Losers. I have Rip Hunter, Time Master. I have the Amethyst Princess of Gemworld, and they're all unread. Like, when the hell right. am I going to get to those? Yeah, when am I going to read Challengers of the Unknown as much as I want to? But that's know? another one, the Kirby Challengers of the Unknown collection. I didn't even touch that yet. It's disgusting. It really is. But 
we're, we're creatures well, of habit. Well, that's the thing. I was to Like you said, they're, they're so big. I mean, the Miyazaki is, is 1,100 pages. I mean, I bought that Miyazaki or Jimbo beautiful deluxe card cover that we printed. And, I mean, it's like, you know, it's almost 1,000 pages, and, and I really want to read it, but it's a, that's a big commitment. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, you, like <laughs> that in and of itself could take a couple of weeks of my, of my reading time, and it's like, I have so much of it. I, mean, I still have to finish... I mean, I, I mean, I have so much 20th century boys still to read. I have so you know what I mean. Like, like our lives are so it. complicated, Jason. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's kind of a good problem to have, but really, it it just results in a in a huge expenditure of of, of money. It really does. Um, Jason, for next week, you want a tag team on the first volume of uh, Nausicaa? I mean, I'll say yes, but I mean, that's still 550 pages. I mean, no, 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 no. no. The the first there's seven volumes within those two hardcovers. Oh, the f- oh yeah, the the, the, the okay. first volume's like maybe two hundred and two hundred pages. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely sure. Okay. All right, all right, nice. You, you, um, neither one of you um are got that or are interested in that. I don't, I don't have it. I don't okay. have it. Yeah, I'll say that. I don't want to say I won't be interested in it. I'll tell you the one thing about the manga. It's a value. This is a this is a slip cased two volume. Beautiful hardcover, some of the best art cartooning uh, the world's ever seen, and yep. it's over 1,100 pages of story, and it was 30 bucks on Amazon. I mean, Thirty dollars, thirty friggin'. Was your poster all bent up? Yep. Yeah, oh, mine. I guess when they slid the the they put the poster on top of one hardcover volume, and when they slid the second hardcover volume in, uh, the, the end of the poster wrapped around. The, the, the volume and it got all all crushed and shit, but I don't care because it's not going on the wall. But um, Miyazaki is like I was thinking about it. He is akin to both Walt Disney and Stanley. That that that's that's how much of an impact Miyazaki yeah, has had. That's on. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Disney, uh, yeah, a couple of people have asked on oh, yeah, on, on this yeah. live tweet about that. Oh, good. What, what, are, what, what, what are everybody's thoughts on Disney purchasing all of Lucas's goodies? Well, first of all, they didn't get all of Lucas's goodies because he still owns Lucas Games and still owns a couple other things. Did, did he? Is was ILM in the deal? ILM. I was they bought the deal and, and Skywalker Sound was really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh boy! I did not I didn't, know about know that. I, I I I refrain from my all his goodies. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Right. Well, he kept the games. Uh, it, yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. It's yeah. I thought some of the funnier tweets were um the uh, the oh no um the the sanctity of the Star Wars franchise oh, is it, you know is is now is now in jeopardy you know it's, oh it might get really? you know it might get horrid it was it was it was very sarcastic it's like you know with what Lucas has done with Star Wars in the last twenty years are we really afraid of how it might not live up to our lofty expectations they're you know, already I, shattered yeah yeah um, you know my, my my hope is that we might actually see a release of the original versions of of the movie the original theatrical releases in blu-ray now which i would i would love to see just from a nostalgia standpoint and Lucas was, was never going to let that happen Wait, so. wait, wait! Uh, the the original trilogy? Yeah. 
They're on Broadway. The, Bro- the, 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 the theatrical. The on The Han shoots first. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I don't. You know, I don't even mind that. You know, some of the effects, like with the the, the land speeder, are crappy. Where they had to use like Vaseline <laughs> on the film. It's, that's that's part of my memories of yeah. that 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 movie. So I'm completely fine with that. But I would I would love to see a really nice restored Blu-ray version of it. Um, yeah. Because the only the only versions I have of those are VHS, and uh, somewhere along the line, got rid of the VHS player. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it, do. Uh, you know, I said that. I'm super that... excited about it. Uh, really? Uh, yeah. I think, uh, I think it's awesome, man. Look, first of all, I, I guess maybe you know, because because of my kids' age, I, I do not have the like visceral distaste for the 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 prequels that uh, that so many people do. Because while well, I certainly they don't hold anywhere near the place in my heart that that, that the originals did for lots of reasons. Um, my kids do this. That's that's to them. That's Star Wars, you know, and and and, and they love the Clone Wars. And so, living, you know, with having those experiences with them, I I, I don't dislike the prequels at all. Like, I mean, I don't think they're obvious. To, I think there's there's plenty of legitimacy to this. Would say that they're not as good a movie, and they're you know they're too you know saccharine. I don't disagree with that, but. But considering the piles of stuff that I've had to endure that my kids want to go see in theaters, like that's it. I, I, Star Wars for me, like it's also because it not only is important for my childhood, but it has spanned my time into being a father too. You know, it's something we share. Like my kids and I share. Like they're going to be, you know, preteen when those movies start coming out, and I'm excited to say, like I think you say what you want about Disney as a company or it's, but. Nine times out of ten, they've got excellent, well-made movies. So mm. I don't think there's. Do, do, you know, am I going to go into this seventh movie thinking, "Oh my God, it's going to be a transcendent experience"? No, my, my expectations will be tempered. But, but I see no reason as long as they get right the right visionary to, to script and direct the film that it can be amazing. I mean, uh, Marvel movies haven't suffered at all under under the Disney umbrella, and Pixar movies continue to be fantastic. So I don't see why. This somehow means that the movies are going to be good. I mean, because again, it's you know the, the Lucas films that we hold so dear are fucking old. I mean, they've been around a long time, so you know we really don't know what to get. But to assume that they're not going to be good, I think, is crazy. I think that's yeah. just a crazy assumption. Well, that, and that's what I said. I think it's a, it's actually the best thing that could happen to the Star Wars franchise if you take Lucas out of the picture. You, I, I think, the chances of movies akin to the three prequels are the chances are lessened greatly because Lucas tends to fuck up his own things more often than not. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. like, like John Carpenter. I think Lucas was incredibly lucky with the first star Wars and, um, was smart enough to hand it off for someone else for the best movie in, in the, yeah. in, out of the six. Well, and then look what happened with uh return of the Jedi. It's, it's, it's poop. Well, uh, it, it's better. Where, where, than, where Lucas was smart was in keeping the the merchandising rights for all oh, the toys. Sure. Otherwise, yeah. we would not be having this conversation. True. Right. Right. So exactly. Back when toys actually sold. Yeah. You mean? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, look. Right. I mean, you know, the thing I'll say is that uh, I was cracking up in, in in on the Twitter and even in our forum. People were like, "Oh no, that sounds like a lot of money for Disney." That I'm like, first of all, they're dropping the bucket for Disney four billion dollars. 
Second of all, that is a fucking steal. I'm sorry, <laughs> that is a steal. Yeah. So what, what Star Wars is worth in perpetuity to them? I mean, uh, they could never make another thing of Star Wars and they could make that money back over time. Just on, right. on what exists now. But they're going to make three new movies and I don't care. The movies, the movies can suck and they'll each do over a billion dollars in global box office and all of a sudden mm-hmm. I mean, yep. so, so I mean, I, I like, I think it's a, like, personally, it's a brilliant move. I think it's a, it's like a little brainer to me. I don't know. I think it was it's amazing, especially when you consider the getting ILM as well. I mean, jeez. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was and it was and it was smart on Lucas's part because I mean you're 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 Mr. Um, stock guy but you got like two two billion dollars of it was in stock that as soon as the deal was done you knew that the stock price was going to go up but is he the single largest um, holder well, of Disney stock now? Huh? He's, he's the second. He's the second behind Jobs' uh, wife. Okay. Oh, okay. Steve Jobs okay. was the largest holder, and I mean, so he's. He, Lucas is now staying behind Jeff's family trust. Yeah, that's. Um, so. I, I figured that. Uh, I figured that uh, uh, Jobs got a lot with all the Pixar and all that stuff. So, well, remember Jobs was actually on the board of directors of Disney until yep. until he passed away. Yeah, he. I mean, he was. Uh, he was. He was a major major power player. I mean, Lucas isn't getting worked to or anything, but uh, the other cool thing I can say about Lucas is, I mean, uh, the dude spends on giving the vast majority of this money away. Yes. The, for education, yeah. which is yeah. unheard of. I mean, how, do you, how many people like spend their whole life building up a brand like as meticulously as he did, and then he finally monetizes it? Because again, I mean, Lucas was a proud company; he owned it, you know. So the four billion is his. It's not like you know some public, like, you know, Marvel was a public company. So like Perlmutter made a lot of money, but he only owned a percentage of Marvel, so he didn't make you know he made. I mean, he had lots of money because, but you know, he only a fraction of the total price. But, but it, Lucas got it all. And you can give over three billion of it away, like almost immediately. That's incredible, dude. Like that's, I mean, I don't think people appreciate that. Look, I mean, not that you get political discussion, but if you wear along like one percent and stuff. But like, there are people out there that aren't really intend to do good in the world. Like, and kudos to Lucas because he doesn't fucking owe the world four billion dollars of goodwill. Like, that's like incredible. I'm, I'm, I'm like stunned that he's doing that. That's awesome. Like, he yeah. deserves a lot of praise for being a good human being. That's you know, he's talking about going above and beyond. I mean, they need. Agreed. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It's uh from a from a, a comic standpoint, I, I guess the it's just a uh, a countdown until uh yeah. until Dark Wars is not uh, producing. Yeah, you know, that's, I wonder cause, I mean, Mike, Mike Richardson's got to be bummed. Yes. But you wonder like does, does the Marvel? I mean, people as soon as uh Marvel got acquired by Disney, they said, "Oh, Marvel's going to start turning out of Disney." Like that hasn't happened. I mean. Yeah, nobody's I mean, making Disney comics now. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I mean, it, it, so I just I wonder, I mean, it seems not, we don't know that it, it seems like, it, like, of course, does a nice job at that, because, you know, again, I mean, Lucas is master in his own right of licensing and branding, and, and he's let Richardson and Dark Horse do a lot of fucking Star Wars comics through the years, seemingly carte blanche. I mean, they put out a tremendous amount of... Oh, yeah. Of, 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 of Star Wars comics, you know, probably at this point, 90% of which is expanded universe. And, and I mean, that's, so I wonder, I wonder how quickly, yeah, I mean, certainly I guess you, we have to assume that, 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 that Disney's going to take it away, but I, I don't know that it's a guarantee. I mean, they could be quite happy with what he's doing. With the, you yeah. Know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we have a quick live tweet that's not a question, but uh, a couple comments from Mike Schwartz. 
writer-artist of the Oceanverse. Yep, he says, I just finished reading the first trade of Saga. It was really good. That's all. Yeah, boys. Well, hope, hope everyone is up and running. Thanks, Mike. Um, and uh, paper cuts. Is G, GB is is trying to get my blood pressure up, uh, but I'm I'm kind of interested in what your your opinion, uh, all of you. He asks, um, how do you feel about Captain Marvel at DC, and why can't this comic icon gain any traction? Uh, I got corny. Um, because funny comics don't sell, and that character best whenever he's a, a, a corny character. I have never been a fan of it, so you're asking the wrong dude. I, I always thought it was, even as a kid, I thought it was some, it does sound weird to say, considering how, how much of my life I've reading superhero comics, but I never, like, for some reason, the idea of a little kid saying a word and turning into a grown-up just seemed, like, ridiculous to me. Like, for all the crazy superpowers and stuff, it, like, made perfect sense to me. Like, the idea of this little kid turning into a big, a big person was, like, corny to me. It always seemed very corny. I ever, I have never, ever thought much of Shazam or the whole thing. Just, other than I like, I, too, I, I, I like Shazam, and the last time I read, well, Captain Marvel, and it was, uh, honestly, Jeff John's take in JSA, I thought was really good. And look yeah, at you know, actually, I did, I did enjoy that. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the problem with Captain Marvel is that the character and, and the style of stories in which the character appear pretty much personifies everything the comic market does not want. The the There's an innocence to the character. Uh the the stories are often light. Well, the Monster Society of Evil wasn't lighthearted, but more often than not, Shazam, uh, Captain Marvel stories were very uh, bordering on lighthearted. The um, artwork was clear, and and um, I mean there wasn't a whole hell of a lot of blacks. In, in short, it's like everything that comics don't want right now. People who read mainstream superhero comics, they want their uh, to use an overused um, description, they want grim and gritty, right? And and we have Frank Miller to thank for a lot of that. But he did it well. But a lot of guys are just reiterating the same old crap. And and you know, I mean, if it's not if it's not violent, if it's not um, realistic, it doesn't really seem to gain the foothold in the marketplace. And that's everything that Captain Marvel isn't, right? So it, I don't think it, I don't think Captain Marvel's ever going to 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 find a foothold unless it's in high quality reprints, right? And and this thing that Jeff Johns has now, that's not Captain Marvel. That's not Shazam. It's it's just trash. Um grim and gritty should never ever be applied to Captain Marvel. It's just not who the character is. Yeah. yeah. It's not Mr. Miracle. Right. <laughs> or kid or kid miracle, right? Mhm. Uh, so I mean, I think the last honest stab at Captain Marvel was um, Jeff Smith. Jeff Smith, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is great. I love. Yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it was really good. Uh, Kunkel, Mike Kunkel. Oh right, the uh, Johnny DC book, and yeah. the, uh, the the one that Norton did some of. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. In, in Art and Franco. Yeah. Right. But that doesn't taint the, 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 the DC universe proper. So, I mean, it was, it was okay. Right. Nobody had anything to say about that. Yep. I just, I sometimes, it, it, this is a topic that really gets my, my blood boiling because I love Captain Marvel. Those old CC Beck comics are just fantastic. And why, why, can, I mean, people embrace Carl Barks, right? Why, why can't they embrace CC Beck? I mean, those stories are fantastic. They're some of the best comics ever. And it's, it's such a freaking hard sell to, to get those. So not only. A lot of people in Discord Box because there was a crossover to the animated world. I mean, you know, we all grew up watching Donald Duck cartoons. Yeah. You know, it's like with Duck cartoons. So, I don't know. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I personally embraced love, you know, Rosa and, and Barks because I had an affinity for those characters in a different art form, you know, as a kid. So, but the you know, approach I, I, is very well, much the same. You could say you could say the same thing about about Plastic Man, though. Plastic Man is is right. a great character, and we're, I think we're just to a point where that character is not going to be able to to carry his own book. That's sad. That's a loss of, of I mean, where's the sense of wonder? Where's that, that childlike innocence? Is, is it totally, has it been bleached from, from comic book fans yeah. forever? I it's disgusting. Man could be a, I think Flash Man could be a, a reasonably successful comic. I really do. I, I think well, how long did the Kyle Baker thing run? More than, mm. t- more than 12, like what, t- almost 20, I think 20 some issues, right? Yeah, I mean, it had a, yeah. had a decent run for Plastic Man. And the Hillary Barda um, four-issue miniseries is just fantastic. Oh, yeah. And and Hill still, I mean, he. you want to talk about someone that, that adores that character. Uh, it's it's kind of funny. Um, uh, my favorite guy, Bendis, he's he said on, <laughs> on a few occasions that that is, is one of the, he, that's on the short list of DC characters that he would like to write. Plastic right, Man? right. Well, yeah, but he wants to go back to the to the the gangster crime um, history oh, of the character, yeah. which I think would be a very well, interesting. Well, Van Stabber's been been lobbying to to draw and write a Plastic Man comic. Right, right, Oh, yeah, kill kill that before it starts nursing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kill it with fire. Yep. Oh, uh, you're a little arguing for me on that. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it's it's almost fitting that Bendis would want to do it because Plastic Man, I think. His original home was police comics, right? Yep. Yeah. Way yeah. back in the I mean, day, that, yeah. he was a he was a gangster. He was a he was a bad guy. Yells O'Brien, yo, yeah. yo. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I just don't know what's wrong with some people that they just can't see the magic in 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 Captain Marvel. Maybe I'm well, just I old. Like I, I don't know. Well, like well. Now. No, 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 no. I'm not. No, I'm not questioning your taste. We, you've proven that you do have it countless times i'm just some things don't click with some people you know you can't make you like it but i'm talking about just comic readers at, uh, in mass the whole ball of 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 buying uh, they just never embrace captain marvel it's just in, weird in keeping and keeping along the exact same thing theme of uh of, of embracing and, and what dc can do but but going 180 degrees to the other end of the spectrum uh, our friend Chris Marshall of the Collected Comics Library podcast asked us on our live tweet uh, our thoughts about the today's news on Hellblazer. Um, and he offered us as an expert among us. I mean, between the four of us, obviously, Hellblazer is not a big area of particular strength between the four of us. I mean, I know some of us are right, some of us, but it's not the same answer. Hellblazer are diehards, but I think certainly 
I'll mention we all have recently strong feelings about the news that, for those that haven't heard yet, uh, is, uh, is canceling the Help with Your Vertigo series, um, which currently is the longest running series at DC. Um, and, and I believe right now the longest running uh, uh, non renumbered series uh, in print. Uh, yeah, it's been going since seven. going strong since 1988. Yep. Yeah. Right. So, what do you guys? I mean, what do you guys thoughts about, about the news uh, in general? I mean, I, to me, my reaction to the news is actually more about what it's about Virgo as a whole than as Hellblazer specifically. But certainly, you know, I think it, it all kind of is part and parcel. I mean, what do you guys think about the news? I think uh, Hellblazer kind of turned into Vertigo's version of the Fantastic Four. Um, in, in that it, it was starting to feel like, yeah, this is this is this is a, a series that they're never going to um, cancel because it's Hellblazer, like no matter what, mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. their it's it's their thing, and right. I'm yeah, it, it's the character is not going away. To that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and the character's not going away for good. Um, it's gonna he's gonna reemerge as part of the new fifty two, and that's fine. And if people don't like it, it will get cancelled. And if enough people claim I mean, Hellblazer is part of the DCU and or part of DC the company. The character's not gonna go away. And there will be a a vertigo version of John Constantine again. Uh, so, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, as someone who has read at least 230 of the 300 issues. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the character that's currently running around in the New 52 is not the same as uh, Vertigo John Constantine. Uh, similarities, yes, but I mean, it's not... The, it's not uh, it's not the same uh, character. No, it's not a carbon copy of the Vertigo character. But I love the series. I'm far from an expert on anything, but um, the fact that it was it it garnered enough attention to make it to 300 issues that's pretty awesome. I I don't think anybody has uh, should 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 lament the passing of of uh, Hellblazer when it when it in in the marketplace as it is the past couple decades that that book actually survived for 300 issues that's nothing to cry about that's a huge accomplishment friggin Sandman and well I mean I know Sandman was considered let's just go with Swamp Thing Swamp Thing couldn't last 300 issues yeah uh, you know and and Doom Patrol petered out after what was it 80 some or 90 issues uh, i don't know I, I could be wrong but animal man fell by the wayside after a while i mean constant hellblazer was the the sole survivor of that initial explosion of vertigo books and and it that it met its demise in 2012 that's awesome you know it, it's just it's a testament to the character alan moore it may have been uh, for him, just something to manipulate uh, Swamp Thing, but it, I, I don't think he realized the power that that character had. He's just an. There's so many things you can do with Constantine. He, he he's and and look at all of the characters Constantine has spawned. I mean, Gravel. I don't care what Warren Ellis says. Gravel's Constantine. It it sure, the, sure. the the the, conspira- the the comparisons are 
the similarities are blatant. Combat magician, uh, you know, foul mouthed, nasty ass, dark hearted, uh, but there is a glimmer of, of, of compassion in Constantine's heart. That's what made the character so compelling. He was an utter bastard, but when the chips were down, he was, he still had. He was still a good guy. He still had that humanity. He's, he wasn't completely beyond, uh, you know, um, reaching. So I, I love the character. It's just that I don't understand why people gotta, you know, I know change is bad. Whoa, why do things have to change? You got 300 issues, damn good 300 issues. Yeah, yeah. By by, by some of comic books' all-time great writers, enjoy sure. what you have. And, and by a number, yeah. yeah, and by a number standpoint, it probably ran longer than it maybe from the numbers deserved to. I don't know. I I've heard good things about the the the, the tail end. Like Bisley did great things. Cam and Coley, the artwork I heard was great. Yeah, I'm um, talking sales numbers. I mean, it was. Oh well, yeah. The what the hell sells these days? You know yeah. who knows? Yeah, whatever. So uh, it's not like about, it's not like it's not like he's dead. You know, <laughs> true. I mean, never was alive in the. Yeah, first I mean, Robert Ben did he uh, actually write the Constantine series in DCU? So yeah. Yeah. And I tell you, what, I'm uh, I'm halfway through Homeland. Uh, um, or, yes, and boy, were you guys right! It is so good. It is. Yeah. I have yet to see it. Yep. I, th- you know what I got, got me? I got, it, I got it, uh, for the during the uh, top shelf sale. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I paid like cool. three bucks for it. It was awesome. Homeland Directive. Yes, it's it's. And you know, I shouldn't like a book like that, but damn, it was a really compelling read. Yeah, I was really surprised when I, I talked about it, and then I was surprised when you read it and liked it because it seemed like it was growling. Well, it's kind Huddleston. of a conspiracy theory in it that you liked it. The, the guy's a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Huddleston is, yeah, yeah he, he's flexing some big muscles these days. Very, if he does nothing good, else after good. Butcher Baker, the guy's a legend. <laughs> I have yeah, the, uh, a good year. When, when's that hardcover coming out? I was solicited last month. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I got solicited that... last uh, previous. Hmm. Oh. I got to hurry up and read. The... I have the preview in my comicsology collection. I just I I haven't gotten to read the preview to see if uh if I want to get the um the book. But y'all you know, keep talking about it, so it's probably going to happen. Here's a okay. question from uh, our good buddy Gordo, and uh, I'm sure uh, we all I, yeah. We all have opinions on this. I used to listen to music while reading comics in my teens, but never do now. How connected is music to comic reading? Well, I, I can answer this very simply. I cannot listen to music when I read. Same here. W- whether it's prose or comics, I cannot have that distraction because I pay way too much attention to music. I will be, I, I'm, I'm pulled in both directions i'll i'll notice something in the music and i'll go off and i won't remember what i read or i I won't pay requisite attention to the artwork or the i i just lose it so i can't have anything on it's i it's impossible for me i'm just the opposite i always have something on the background Mm -hmm. i uh especially uh jazz or classical um i don't go like really have heavy lyric music Mm -hmm. not so much but yeah like um yeah, uh, I I listen to a lot of jazz whenever I'll um, whenever I'll be reading. Um, I owe I owe Gordo a huge thank you. Wow. Um, he went to um, uh, Ape this year, 
mm-hmm. and uh, the Hernandez brothers were the uh, uh, kind of uh, featured guests there. Uh, he sends me this freaking awesome uh, handbill of what the after party, and it's the uh, uh, the art from Love and Rockets number twenty four, greatest the greatest cover of all time. Uh, and I'm like, oh, how how cool! And he had also doodled all over the envelope, and he did a, a great uh, uh, a great baseball theme drawing for me uh, that I won't get into because the Cardinals didn't win the World Series. But um, I noticed that the uh, uh, that the handbill is uh, kind of got some bleed through uh, on it, and so I turn it over. The freaking dude got got Jaime to do a sketch for me on the back. Oh, that is awesome. Jesus, yeah, I hate you. Seriously, I mean it was cray cray. Yeah, it's cray cray. So, how awesome? Yeah, it was. It was extremely. Gordo is. Uh, he's 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 a king. He is a king. He is. He's one in a million. He really yeah. is. He really Listen is. to his podcast. Has he been recording here recently? I've been. I've been um, woefully behind in my podcast. You are not alone, my friend. Oh yeah, it's been uh, it's been rough, but uh, but Gordo does a a great Gord cast. So he knows too much about too many things. Yes, he Scary. does. Very, yeah. very intimidating. He's a top man. <laughs> yes, he is. There you go, uh, Mr. Mark C. Warner has a question that I don't know if any of us can answer just yet, but I'd like to look into it. Uh, welcome back, guys. Is there any place we can donate comics for sale to form a collective donation to others still suffering from the events of Sandy? Well, that's a good question. I have oh. no idea. That's a good question. I don't know. Um, I will say on that front, though, which I'm really, like, I give the guy a lot of grief, so I figured this is a chance to, to, uh, to balance out the karmic scales. Um, well, I think that in general, Chuck Rosansky's model high comics is a absurd business. Because I think his prices are ridiculous on those <laughs> Um He has announced that he is donating, um, if he can provide proof of your comic collection being destroyed, he is, he is giving, he is replacing whatever he can in his, his inventory. Wow. Wow. That's, that's, no, that's crazy. I mean, and the guy lives in Colorado, so that's like, you know, this is super. I mean, you know, I got to get credit where credit to do That's super yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, uh, that's like, because again, I mean, that's one of those things that I mean, theoretically can ensure your comic selection, but it's not easy. And it's uh, most people, frankly, I think, that are like the collectors to our level, like, where you have, you know, Tons of long misses, and I, I don't think, you know, chances are you're not answering them because it would be, you know, unless you're like reasonably wealthy, it's, it's not like economically feasible to do so. So, you know, a lot of people lost their comic collection in this, and uh, you're yeah. and, and you're not getting back, but you're not, at least not easily. So, that's pretty, pretty cool. I mean, that's your question. I don't know. You know, kind of, that's like, that's like the same version of the question we get a lot of, like, where can you donate your comics or who can you like can you write off your comics and, and and think there are ways to do it but it's something I can say that it's easy to find out about because it's I don't really it seems like it's not uh, as easy as it should be yeah preach yeah so let's check the old clock on the wall people well we're at two hours so we should do the in your travels right in your well, travels first of all <laughs> before we do before we do because it is 
the Halloween time or but we would have our Halloween time at Wadding's uh, this Saturday. Um, so I had shown forums a week or two ago that uh, and got like shocking gasps of uh, internet gasps for I had never seen any of the Evil Dead series. Uh, <laughs> I never saw Ash in action other than I knew him but didn't, didn't see wow. him. Wow. So people, you got to let out with the Christmas. So uh, I, uh, I, I watched. Uh, then I looked into it. And people said you should just watch Evil Dead Two instead of Evil Dead. Who said that? Lots of people were saying oh. you should just treat Evil Dead Two. Um, so I did that. I watched Evil Dead Two this week. Uh, and I, uh, it was also for those that don't know, Evil Dead Two was, was written and directed by Sam Raimi. Uh huh. Better on these days is the Man Behind Spider-Man film, Digital Three. Um, but uh, it starts with Campbell, and there's been a lot of comments that have been made about the character as well. Uh, there were Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, and then Army of Darkness. Um, it's huge cult classic. I first came to love it for a lot of people, and uh, I did not watch the movie one, not one either. I, 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 it's one of those things I looked at and I thought I don't get why this movie propelled. Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell to like listen and status. I really was lost. It must have something to do with the campiness of it, right? I mean, I guess it's part of the whole, the whole conceit. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, like the first two, one thing that cult classic. Two, <laughs> Evil Dead what? Two is basically Raimi's love letter to the Three Stooges. While, while Ke- <laughs> it, it, it is that's pretty it because I cannot stand the Three Stooges. That makes there sense. you go. Uh, yeah, it's classic. Um, one is one of the best horror films ever made. If if you go back and watch one, if you don't like one, I don't want to get all hyperbolic on your ass, but I I I I don't understand how anyone with even the slightest interest in horror can't like Evil Dead One. It, it's but you it's know just, I like the horror. I mean, I was surprised. It, I thought that I really loved it. Like, I I knew there were some community aspects, but for me, where I was really, I mean, it really had no discernible cohesive plot. I mean, it's just lots of random scenes that really didn't, there's no narrative of, of anything to speak of. It just was like, and it was, I don't know, it felt like he's trying to make this absurd effect, but given when it was made, like, the effects for them were, they had a purpose to that, but I mean, because it was just ridiculous, like, like that was the point of it, right? I mean, that's where we're at. Like, I want to hear, like, clearly, you guys have seen me, like, what is the point for been that camping scene? I mean, is that the point? Um, you got to put it why in perspective. Why is it? Why is it campy? Okay. No, I mean, why we, is it beloved? Like, why, like, the effects were horrendous. Why is it beloved? Like, why? Well, I don't know about horrendous. Uh, I, I think they were horrendous. They were uh, no, why, no. Why, why, is, why is Doctor Who beloved? Well, yeah, like there you go. Yeah, so I well, mean, that's, that's true. It, yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a hard sell for you, Jason. It it is. I don't I don't think this, the, the the effects are horrendous. I think they're of the period. Uh, they they employed the best techniques that they, as as much as the budget will would allow. Uh, Raimi dumped into the effects, but in no, order to put I it, can't believe that they knew how to make blood look real back then. They're playing horror movies that you and I have seen. They were made ten, fifty years before that movie. What are you talking blood. about? What do you mean? What do you mean, blood? Are you talking about the the, the blood, blood of the possessed or, or the, like any the blood? like 
in, in some means it was red brushing watery liquid, and other scenes it was like ketchup syrup. I mean, it, never once was the blood like actual blood that would come from a human being never killed. Well, the the blood terrible. of the possessed is is was I don't believe it was red. I think it was like a murky brown tar like blood. You know what I mean? But anyway, the, the Evil Dead Two is is a strange beast because it's basically the same filmmakers that made the original making it again. Yes. It, it, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's almost... Two, instead of one, you said it was like the... No. Evil Dead 2 was the person they intended it all along. I was like, oh, uh, I don't believe that. I do not believe that. If, if Raimi intended Evil Dead to be like Evil Dead 2, Evil Dead would be like Evil Dead 2. Because you just... It's the same movie, but he had to inject all that comedic stuff, which... I enjoy, but I really don't see the purpose other than professing his love for the Three Stooges. I mean, it, it, and, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, Army of Darkness. And now you're is, cracking up. You're Army of Darkness up. is even worse. And Jason's reception is crowdy. Well, and so, so the end of uh, end of, of Evil Dead Two, he goes through the whole text, and he ends up in this medieval place. Just that, like, where Army of Darkness is. Mm-hmm. Oh, forget about interest. Okay. All right. Well, excuse me. Excuse me. I thought I had You should watch Army of Darkness. No, that's what I just said. If, if, that's, uh, if, if, this, if the way that Evil Dead ended it, Army of Darkness takes place, I have zero interest. But that, I was like, what? All of a sudden, I mean, you place like Life Brian or freaking Monty Python and, and, and he's playing uh, just. It was not. It was, this was not my eye at all. Yeah, not at all. I will say, like, to to Vince's credit, I, he wrote into the day uh, on the show last week, so I walked and didn't care for it. But he told me that I was a fan of found footage movies, which I'm very much a fan of from the from my activity. To rent a Spanish film called Wrath and record the you know see and uh, I did that, and that was awesome. So those who love paranormal activity found footage films. And I look for other ones that I would highly recommend and recommend as a commission to watch. Correct. Um, it's a finished movie, so you can get it in subtitle, but actually the version I downloaded on, on iTunes, I guess, uh, was so, um, I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, it wasn't subtitle, but it was a terrific film. Terrific. Loved it. It's, you call it. Good. Am I still shitty? Yep. Yes. Cock. David, <laughs> 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 have you seen Evil Dead? I I saw it um, years and years ago. Um, after it after it had been out, um, the kid I used to hang out with on the weekends, he, we rented it, and and it it was um, there was an inside joke between he and I because the the editing. Was was so shitty, and and when Ash is in the house, and oh. he says, "No, no, no," but it it was. You can't. I'm not. I'm it's, not knocking the film, but it was. It's not. Yeah, it's, uh, not. it's not because it's, 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 he's, he's running around the house. And he he's like he's looking for something, and and he doesn't say the words, but you hear shotgun because he finds the shotgun, and it's like so it became an inside joke whenever we were watching another movie that was badly edited. We just say, "Oh, shotgun!" You guys and, are funny, and, and that yeah, funny. and we're so original. But it 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 it's one of those things where I I did see it. I enjoy, I didn't see all of them, um, 
I think I saw the second one. I did not see the one with uh, Army. I did not see Army of Darkness. Yeah, I, you know, oh, Army of Darkness is great. It is great, but I can say with one hundred percent confidence that Jason would absolutely hate Army of Darkness. Yes, he would. Really? I, uh, I don't want to lie. I did exactly. see parts, but I didn't see it in its entirety. Yeah, the, you know, there's the goofy antics with the skeletons and the yes. little the little tiny ashes running around, sticking forks uh, and yeah. stuff. Jason would it's hate fun. it. It's, it's funny though. Oh, it is funny, and uh, I, I know he would have issues with the evil ash makeup it's just not for jason but that's okay well, that's, you know this is what i was trying to get though like, like so you too those of you that are in life like what was the appeal like i mean that genuinely like i don't like i didn't get funny at all like i there wasn't a moment of the last i didn't it was there's remote humorous like i i thought it would be corny like, I didn't, well, uh, like, but, you, funny like did you laugh like, yeah it's it's supposed laughing. to be dark dark black humor um but but the the thing for me that makes evil dead 2 work and it's partly what makes one work without the humor is bruce campbell is incredibly compelling of a character actor mm-hmm. he he's this nebbish nerdy doofus yeah. bumbling any uh guy who's thrust into a situation where he has to overcome and he's he ash is not a winner you know what i mean he's no. he, he's he's a dork he's a doofus and he he's beset by these demons from this necronomicon and 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 he, his his own body fights against them at, at <laughs> a point it's just it's just funny i mean it's the same thing that that makes you laugh when when the three stooges butt heads or the keystone cops fall off the car or you know what i mean if somebody slams into right, a well, door we'll say, you know it, we'll say that your your embarrassing three stooges makes no sense because the only thing i took away from the movie like was what i was doing i felt campbell is a phenomenally accomplished physical actor he is he's great like he, he is he's a falls in the physical humor and, and uh uh, and in a way, actually, go for like when I say, you remind me of a frankly, like it could be Jim Carrey's dad. Frankly, yeah. like, even I mean, in, I even in the first know, movie, I mean, you could tell that Raimi was sticking things in there that he thought were funny. But in the situation that these characters were in, there's nothing funny about it. But the 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 uh, the person underneath uh, the the floorboards in in the the like the basement area when she's going I'll swallow your soul it sounds like it sounds sounds like Popeye it's it's so stupid and and silly but it's it it it's part goofy and it's part frightening I I, I don't I'm I really don't know how to encapsulate my my love for the Evil Dead movies but the first one was played mostly straight and is it's really disturbing and I don't think. It's 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 disgustingly low budget, but I don't think Raimi has ever been better than than um, Evil Dead One. You look at Dark Man, and it's just way too slick. See, Dark Man is is, mm-hmm. is ridiculous, especially at the uh, at the amusement park where 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 he breaks the dude's hand, and 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 it is. I mean, yeah, just, I and everybody's screaming around each either. other. But that's that Raimi hyper reality. All his well, not all his, but all his movies up to a certain point have that. Is this really happening? Vibe to them, like this can't be real. This can't be reality. And, and you know, because I think that's and I keep like for me, you know, I'm not you know, like sputtering through the rails, right? And one of the reasons for that was like the stuff with the fancy and stuff, and you know, that was awesome. yeah. In, in in a film like um like uh, like uh, it's six or days of summer, what's the film with uh, about it? Yeah, you're the, breaking you know, up really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, 
I can't I can't actually make out a lot of it. It sucks, but now at least I know what you guys hear when I speak. Um, well, I, let's let's kick this in the bud and get this uh, rolling here. Um, this episode has been brought to you by who? Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get, as I said, the uh, Vampirella, Art of Vampirella Warren Covers Hardcover. Yow! Some of the best art ever, you people. 1999, Dan the Unharmable, written by the uber-sick David Lapham. That's only $9.99, 50% off as well. And, close to my heart, the One Piece, three-in-one trade paperback collection, uh, by, uh, Oda-san is only $9.74. I'm gonna go with, uh, an easy one this week because I got caught up. I read the third issue of James Stokoe's Godzilla Half Century War. You know what? I, I really hope that the people at IDW do not discount current works for their artist editions because I think this book is tailor-made for an artist edition. It's only five issues, all told, right? And it, I think it features some of the absolute best artwork to grace uh, a comic book in, in years and years. Stoko is nailing it with this book. It, it is, is It is so dense. Uh, the, just the first page alone, if you notice, there's a recurring theme of an overhead shot of um, the uh, landscape in which the story takes place, and Stokoe draws every single building from an area of aerial view. It's disgustingly detailed, but when he gets into the thick of the kaiju, he really has a handle on these these monsters. He knows the way they move, the way they their their expressions it's just awesome I, I i don't know how other another way to put it godzilla half century war is awesome without question the absolute best godzilla has been since art adams i think that's hey, a fair right. i think that's a fair wow. thing to say right art yeah, adams art adams did phenomenal work with godzilla however briefly but i think stoko is going to be associated with the character if he continues to do things like these Stoko is going to be con- uh, associated with Godzilla like like no other artist mm-hmm. before him. It's he's just watching the, uh, he's watching the paint away that that combination I did. And his pages are cheap. If you go to um, I don't know who has Cadence. Cadence. Cadence, you can you can get a Stoko page from issues one and two. I really want a page from issue three because it has my favorite uh, Smog uh-huh. Monster. But pages from Godzilla Wait, Half Century War. Uh, Hedora, um, the Smog Monster. Smog Monster, sorry. Love him. I love him. He's my favorite. Um, they go for like two, two hundred, two fifty. The more detailed mm-hmm. pages go for like two seventy-five. That's nothing for a Stoko page. Incredibly cheap. I thought. Uh, anyway. Well, someone who owns a page from Orkstein, uh, I agree with you. Cool. Got to rub it in. Um, there you go. <laughs> so there you go. Right. Read Half Century War. It's just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wanting to uh, to talk about some American Vampire this week. So uh, cool. in your travels, uh, try and get caught up through uh, through the Volume Four hardcover because I'm going to talk about that a little bit next week. Nice, it's awesome. It's really. I stopped reading it. Uh, the the fourth volume is really good. Uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll jump back on because I was reading it in trade anyway, so it'll be very mm-hmm. easy for me to catch up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It would. Uh, my thank yous will wait till next week because since we're not all firing at 100%, I don't want to 
kill Jason's time with this, but I will say uh, two things. One, uh, the sixth issue of Double Barrel came out today, but I do recommend in your travels, since we already spoke about Star Wars, the Star Wars Angry Birds edition. <laughs> it's nothing to do with comic books. I've been playing it for most of the sure day. Sure, it does. And it is. Uh, it is. Those are good. Uh, oh, it is fun. I mean, it's it's definitely Angry Birds with the whole physics and the way that works. But the uh, the the birds and the piggies are, are are made up to to be Star Wars characters. They have the little cutscenes in between the rounds, which which just basically, you know, it, it starts off with um with with three PO and and R two sent. Tatooine and and uh, and there's there's a great little cutscene where Luke is beat up by the Tusken Raiders and and Ben Kenobi shows up. It's 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 neat and it's it's Angry Birds, but it's it's set in the Star Wars universe and it's uh, it's quite enjoyable. <laughs> and, and and to cut off any lamenting, no, Disney did not sell this to the Angry. This was been this was Lucas way before before yeah. the Disney buyout. So calm down. <laughs> Ninety-nine cents. It's already started. It's already started. How much is it, David? Ninety-nine cents for the iPhone or iPod Touch. And you'd be able to play it on your iPad, but and and the iPad version. I don't know if there is one. It's probably a buck more. But yeah, I had to take all the games off my iPad (laughs) because the kids wouldn't let you have your iPad. No, because I am a creature that absolutely cannot moderate my life in any way. So, so when I have a game, when I have a game on the on the iPad, I play it until I beat it bloody, and I, I can't do that. Yeah, there's no moderation in my life, none. I think uh, two ninety nine, David, for the iPad version. Oh, okay, all right. My but, kids play. Uh, it. I've never played. I I think I have all of them, but the Rio. I have Angry Birds. I have Seasons. And and yeah. space. And now I have yeah. Star Wars. Space is 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 freaky. I um, like space a lot. Yeah, too. Dude, I'm addicted to solitaire. That's how pathetic I am. <laughs> Spider solitaire. Go ahead, Jason. Yep. Cool. Uh, we need to try out two things. One, stop the fold because uh, we got a new thread out there. A new pin for the stick thread. Uh, in in uh, in, in uh, homage to our long running. Original R friend, uh, with the help of my, uh, my brother from another Jason, mother, Jason Romeo, uh, I created a similar thread for places to go on the web and buy tissues. So, if you're a bad issue fan, and if you like Action Hot number one, I got the one for you. Or if you feel mm-hmm. diving and buying old, uh, you know, uh, reader piece of ROM, we have links for you. So, check it out. But, in the reading trials, um, I read the complete one of uh, Fractions Mighty Thor. Uh, what was it? I'm sorry. Yeah, you're breaking up bad. Spit it out. <laughs> what? Fractions, Fractions Mighty Thor. Oh, oh the okay, Mighty Thor. Nice. There we go. Nice. And the first arc in particular uh, was run by Pascal Ferry. Mm. And it is nice. the best art I've seen out of Marvel in years. It is sure. gorgeous. Wow. So, highly recommend it. And the story is uh, Silver Server. And, yeah. <laughs> and and then it becomes a war between Odin and Galactus over a, uh, like the, um, like a, a seed, like a cosmic seed. And uh, it's great. It's 
absolutely fantastic. It's great. It's like one lid level rare silver for like it's like it's I can't recommend that hard enough. It's probably collected, but those first like six or seven issues with Pascal are awesome. You need people if you look for and or silver surfer, you gotta read it straight. You know what? If you canvassed the entire Marvel Universe and totaled up the uh, career appearances of Galactus and just forgot about Fantastic Four, I think Thor was the one book in which Galactus popped up the most often. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think. David, what do you know? I I would think, yeah, I, I would probably go along with that. I mean, back in the day, it seemed like, oh, Galactus again. Because who else would he, I mean, he, he'd seem out of place in, like, Daredevil, Spider-Man. I mean, there are just <laughs> yeah. so many places yeah. where, you know, it just it makes more sense for him to go up against gods, especially it, with, it with his Herald. So it, it does. I, I think you're right. It does. <laughs> Daredevil, it's Daredevil it's versus Galactus. Why not? Aunt May fought him, right? <laughs> Golden Twinkie. Yeah. Hey, everybody. And Thank what? you. No, go ahead. No, the new hero, the uh, the arc is Yes, yeah, it that that first arc is good. I am almost, uh, I don't want to say I'm almost up to date. I'm a couple, I'm about maybe five or half a dozen issues behind in the Mighty Thor. I still have to get to, I have to finish the current arc so that I can read the Alan Davis Mark Farmer arc. Wow. Nice. Yeah, that's something to work towards. Yes, it is. I, I would do that too. Well, everybody, um, hope you enjoyed it. Sorry about the uh, somewhat technical issues towards the end, but what are you going to do, right? We had our boy Jason with us. That's all we care about. Uh, so thank you for being here, and guess what? We'll be back next week because, as always, we love you, and we couldn't live without you. So we'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> See ya. Bye. Peace y'all. Call Jason on his phone. He's already got it out.